0: What up Anchor, what up Anchor listeners, what up Anchor FM, Dray Wise here, Dre Wise Calculer, Calculer, how Now today is October 16th, 2019 and today is Wednesday and the time is 12.15pm at the moon. lunch hour, lunch hour. You know, people at work, you know, taking a uh, lunch break, um, people at school, you know, going to classes, going to lunch, college, you know, um, college students going to class, going to lunch, do all types of stuff, you know, in college, college students do. You know, he is around at the sororities, all these uh, little sets of posses they gotta, gotta do to get this type of. Uh, uh sorority, all that shit. When I was going to college, you know, about um beginning of my uh sophomore year, um though I know, I will admit that I'm a college dropout oh well. But anyways when I was going to college, you know, uh the year uh two thousand and fourteen, you know, uh sophomore year, the beginning of my sophomore year, I was taking up media production. You know, that's basically the classified and uh, the class of art of mastery of uh, media production that is television that is um, mixing uh, part with like music uh, engineer all that producer uh, sound television video production so since i did not finish my uh, education of uh, college because i'm a college dropout oh well oh well um so media production you gotta be skilled of learning how to work the cameras, which I know how to do. I do my own videos of my, um, fitness videos, uh, commentary videos, all that. It's all on my Facebook, uh, Drivebox, it's all there on my Facebook, and Instagram, and Twitter, and YouTube, it's all there. Now, when I am going to college, if I, if I would actually finish college, and you know, I'll probably be, uh, since I live in Ohio, uh, you know, i get in, like, a little certificate showing to, like, you know, Posse News. you know, uh, be working, filming um, Wayne Dawson, whoever, um, if I ever took the, you know, initiative to finish this, um, education in college, so, um, I guess typically, get, you know, working to quit the loans arena, Cavs, Cavs arena, you know, doing more of a, uh, filming of the game, and sound checking, and stuff like that, or, uh, putting together sound systems of, uh, arenas for, Celebrities like rappers, singers, bands, whoever come into town. Check this out. All that media production. But anyway, today, Wednesday, October 16, 2019. And the time right now is 12.18. 12.18 p.m. P.m. Wednesday. Wednesday. So, today, I have uh some uh, interesting... Um, news of update of releases you know as far as games because you know I like games um, I got the um, updates of all this highlights of UFC MMA also basketball the preseason you know preseason started NBA uh what else oh 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 we're gonna talk this talk discussion after all this commercial commercial highlights we're gonna talk this discussion and also got college football Texas versus Oklahoma. I got the highlights on that, so you guys gotta, you know, stay tuned on that because I'm bringing for. So, after all this uh, commercial plays and our uh, highlights and stuff like that, and, and the discussion, I'm gonna allow Judge Brown to add his, his um, philosophy of his knowledge on law, you know, about he's been interviewed by Vlad TV. You know what I'm mean? saying? Also, you know, have some, um, audio play from the brothers that you know they talked about drill drill santana you know <clears throat> they can share their life about that how they feel and um and what else i got i got all sorts on this this uh particular uh anchor po- podcast you can also find me on anchor of course here Dre wise concur or spotify Dre wise itunes Dre wise just google me just google me dray wise dray wise so um yeah i got all this put together and at the very end of every at the very end of hear, hear, hearing everybody's opinion, everybody's outlook, everybody's uh uh, uh um understand this then I'm gonna add my two cents in on my on my thoughts on this here on Drakewise wise County Verb County Ver County Anchor FM What up anchor what up, Anchor listeners? What up, Anchor FM? Follow me on my Facebook account page, DriveWiseCounselor. Follow me on Instagram, ReaperWise. Follow me on Twitter, Reaper underscore WISE. And also follow me on and subscribe and view my YouTube channel. Subscribe and view like and post a comment on uh, me demonstrating a, a role of the angel of death, the Grim Reaper, name Abedin. Reaper wise, also hope to hear from you really, really, really soon. Dre wise, Dre wise, how you were?
1: The upcoming Xbox One games of 2019 and beyond: Sea of Solitude. Introduced at last year's E3, EA's gorgeous adventure game comes out of TBA status into coming soon with the recent announcement of their July release. If it isn't obvious from their title, Sea of Solitude tackles the complex feeling of loneliness. Take on the story of the young Kay as she explores the mysterious cityscape she finds herself in. Set in a unique, dreamlike world, Sea of Solitude's dark characters and creatures play the perfect contrast. It is a journey of self-discovery and it's going to be one emotional ride once it comes out this July 5th. No! Wolfenstein Young Blood Get to Kill Nazis is a tagline that never gets old and will always have the Wolfenstein series to give us our dose. Their latest title may not be the next in the main series after the recent New Colossus, Youngblood holds a lot of promise. Featuring BJ Blazkowicz's two twin daughters in the alternate 80s Paris, Youngblood brings co-op shooting back to the fore. It introduces two characters, Sof and Jess, each with their own individual personalities and skills. While the cosmetic microtransactions might be slightly worrying, sharing the co-op experience is made even better with the Deluxe Edition, which has a buddy pass system that lets you partner up with a friend even if they don't have the game. It's coming out this July 26. Control. A lot of veterans are coming back to the fore and one of them is Alan Wake and Max Payne developers. Remedy Entertainment, a studio with a knack for the weird and supernatural. Control follows exactly that blueprint with their exploration of telepathy and telekinesis. With their most recent presentations at E3, we got more of a taste of what's to come. In combat, we saw of Control's shape-shifting gun and Jesse's powers. And with gameplay, the many puzzles that are waiting to be solved. Its story, though, remains a bit of a mystery, which is for a good thing. If Remedy Entertainment is to be trusted, we can expect to uncover their SCP, slash House of Leaves, slash Twin Peaks-inspired storyline when it comes out on August 27th, 2019. Blair Witch The horror movie that gave birth to the found footage genre. Team Bloober, the dudes behind the terrifying Layers of Fear titles, is out to expand the lore of the mysterious Blair Witch. As a first-person horror game, escape from a deadly and haunted woods that warps and distorts both time and space. As the main character, stand against the horrors of the Blair Witch as you make it out alive from your slow descent into madness. It's psychologically chilling and we can't wait for this game to come out and test our sanity and patience this August 30, 2019. Gears 5. One of the premier titles in the Microsoft exclusive roster, but it's as if they didn't make any much of an impression at E3 with their less-than-informative cinematic trailer, despite nearing the release date. The Coalition didn't exactly show with the fancy cinematics, but we did, however, get a glimpse of the game's new three-player co-op mode called Escape, which focuses the player's skills in close-quarters combat and survival. Set 25 years after the last game, we'll be facing off against a new hive-mind enemy. Gears 5 is crafted especially to showcase the power of the Xbox One X. So we're looking for the smooth, lush and satisfying shooter experience of their native 4K resolutions. It sets to release on September 10th, 2019.
2: I used to just design websites.
1: It's been 7 long years since the last Borderlands game, which means this upcoming third installment is massive news. We'll get to play as the new Vault Hunters, Mozzie, Flack, Amara and Zane all of which will be fighting battles outside Pandora for the first time, and using a whole artillery of crazy new weapons. Becoming as social as ever, it will offer both single-player experiences as well as online and local split-screen co-op. Teasing us ahead of the release, there's a prequel DLC available for absolutely free for owners of Borderlands 2 and Borderlands The Handsome Jack Collection. That is, if you can get it before July 8th. Borderlands 3 is coming out this 13th of September. Vein. Yeah, yeah, anime Dark Souls, we get it. Bandai Namco's open-world JRPG borrows from software's sadistic Souls-like genre. It's made by the same people who made God Eater, so we can assume that this game, set in a post-apocalypse world crawling with vampires, will have a solid story. A gameplay demo is currently out in the wilds right now and you can get your first look as to how the game will work. You can clearly see the inspiration from the Soul series with its bonfire-lit checkpoints, punishing combat, and creepy blood-soaked monsters. Code Vein comes out this September 27, 2019. Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Breakpoint Ubisoft's sequel tends to fix the major issues that plague the underwhelming wildlands. Your role remains unchanged. Be a part of the ghosts an international squad of badass soldiers. Put your skills to the test as you go toe-to-toe with enemies as smarter and as deadlier as you are. Its cinematic trailers and gameplay footage showed a lot of the game's promising new additions, including an improved multiplayer mode, drones, and the Punisher himself, John Bernthal. It comes out this October 4. Duty Modern Warfare A soft reboot of the critically acclaimed Modern Warfare series by Infinity Ward. Return to the battlefield in an unfamiliar light. The rules of war have changed and the characters are as grey as ever. Fan-favorite Captain Price takes center stage in this major story. This version of Modern Warfare puts focus on its single-player experience. And in addition, the new and improved multiplayer is also a priority as players step into the battlegrounds again to team up with friends or battle other players in realistic action. It's coming this October 25th. The Outer Worlds Fallout New Vegas may have been a long time ago. The game's blend of action, story, and hilarious dialogue is still fresh in our minds. With their upcoming game, Obsidian Entertainment looks to follow it up with a brand new environment. Set in a distant planet, the threat is now less than nuclear meltdown and more of a revolt against the terror corporations. Outer Worlds shows off Obsidian Entertainment's signatures everywhere you look. From the branching narrative pathways, witty dialogue trees, and the little RPG flourishes like options for Stealth, diplomacy, and deception. At the moment, The Outer Worlds feels a little too much like their previous hits with its dated visuals, but if that's enough for you, then you can look forward to its release on October 25th. Start.
3: Well, James went to the left hand, it's tipped home by Davis. In the time of the G League, and he had weight issues. Nice pass. The McGee, the one-time warrior, and you're going to see that a lot, this foul. A James in the lane, nice pass again, and it's Davis this time. Building that chemistry early. Between the two, with a point 3 point point back tap by McGee. The lob, and McGee puts it home, and they've seen it. That work by a 14 14- New players on the roster. Here's oh James with the hard call, the catch, and the foul. Come on, you stop that, C-Web. In the open court like that, the strength? Oh, I know how. Oh, you, got, you, got. <laughs> you put five guys right there, <laughs> five, seven-footers,
4: <laughs> and you wait for them and you <laughs> foul them. No, I, I mean,
3: you're so right, Rich. This is what he does. He loves and embraces the content. Mr. Hit his, his advantage coming at you full-state. Alfonso McKitty. <laughs> the foul. Uh, the block to the line completes. A three-point play. Here is Curry. Yes, and the Warriors on the board. Russell kicks it out. Curry with lots of time for Curry. Yes. That's only fitting. The first three in this building comes from Steph Curry. Javale McGee taking advantage of the lack of height on the. A- Comes LeBron James. Green on the catch and shoot for three. How valuable. Recovered by Robert will just come on. Here's Green. This time not able to hit the three. Davis is right there. There's that height difference you were talking about. That counts as a foul.
5: Could be hugged up uh, right next to the court so the fans could have an intimate experience. And guys, there's are single vendors from the Bay Area serving barrier classics. Also, a big concern was parking. So, when a fan buys a ticket, they get free light rail transportation to the game. Waco
3: getting inside. Oh, the beautiful flip for David. Robinson, the third coming out. Here's Curry off the pass from Green. Marquis first side just the other day. Originally a first-round team Sacramento and the Lakers. Longo with the lead and Davis on the reverse stuff. Like LA is going to do and shot blocking, they're going to be able to get out any time they want to. Jacob Evans, the third, second. Three pass down the outside, shot, set it up. Pass intended for Curtin from Virginia Commonwealthers check in as Rondo sets it up. Here's Howard and it's put down by Davis. Anthony Davis, Clay Thompson recovering from the torn ACL. This is Evans knocking it down come back in a playoff game where you haven't had weeks of practice and time to get acclimated. You never know. But it does seem like, you know, There'll be a chance, though, for them to develop other players. Jordan pull their first round oh, draft pick from Michigan. Alfonso McKinney, who was on the roster that, uh, last season, say yes. I want Jordan pulling those guys to,
2: I'm sorry, pulling those guys
3: to get better. But teams are oh. waiting for that. They're coming at you. Oh, yeah. One on one, but with his back to the basket anymore. So now they get him some quick duck Put back by Chris. The animosity, obviously, having grown up in Riverside and played for UCLA, the dynamic between Paul George doesn't even take a phone call from Magic, to LA kids, you know, and goes to the Clippers, it's real. Oh, LeBron James taking to the rim ends up on top of the cameraman as he drew the foul, so LeBron will... Hey. Having Anthony Davis in that youth, I think that's going to save a lot of wear and tear on LeBron as well because now he doesn't really have to be the man until he has to be the man. You can lean on these young guys. Or First round pick of the Atlanta Hawks last season two years ago. He was the biggest freshman of the year and helped with the Defensive Player of the Year in Gobert. I will check out Chris's rundown. Of- oh, it's a lot more scintillating. <laughs> Twitter. I know I'm hearing it on Twitter right now. Oh, but man. get ready for C. Webb. <laughs> wow, at, at one point, uh, but he's in a teaching mode these days. So yeah. A different scenario is Damian Lee, three-year man from Louisville, is able to lay it home.
6: OU Red River, and here we go. They kick it to the far side. TJ Pledger will run it. Pledger crosses the 30 and gets up to the 35. Young arms with a couple of turnovers. Kennedy Brooks in the backfield, and they give it to him running right with a lot of running room. Gets to the 40, down, and more. Kennedy Brooks, the red shirts, out of the gun, hurts. Steps up in the pocket, wants to run it. He has a first down and more. Stutter steps and finally knocked out of bounds after picking up a Levis coach in FBS. Second and 10 of the 27. Hertz fired to the far side. Bobbled and caught. Basquin and Nick Basquin hauled it in. Fifth year senior games. Remember, Hurts has great legs. He'll run it to the right side on the move. Touchdown, Oh, C.D for the (laughs) TD.
7: Just a quick route out to the outside. But watch number 14, Charleston Rambo. He sets this up by getting inside and almost creating a pick
6: that is not actually a pick. Now the defenders got over the 30. Empty backfield for Ellinger. Sam under pressure, sacked. All right, how about this Alex Drench defense, Neville Gallimore getting to the... Hurts. Rolling. Running. First down. Hurts still on move and down at the 13. Lost it after a 21-yard gain. But they say he was down. And- and he cooked with the tackle. Jalen
7: Hurts dashing the Texas defense. Watch this, man coverage again, and they send a pressure, which means there's no spy for the quarterback. All he had to do is that little pump. He got that pump. Jameson can't come off of his player, and then at the end of the run, you see that ball start to come loose, and it was certainly loose as he was going down to the ground, which means if there was a
8: clear recovery, which though... After reviewing the play, the ball came loose prior to the runner being down. It'll be Texas's ball with the 7-yard line. Reset the game clock to 6 20 0
6: Hurts. Runs again and another first down. Jalen Hurts making people miss. Stiff on Gets down inside the 50. A 22 22- Hertz finds CD Lamb in space, turns it up. First down OU. CD Lamb breaks it across the field, still a move, and finally dropped at the 12. CD Lamb slashing away for likely kick a field goal if it's incomplete. Here's Hertz under pressure. Hertz taking his time.
9: 17,304 the gate was 3.24 million it was sold out and it was the highest gate in California history for an MMA event the fight of the night not a shocker Costa versus Romero uh, the uh, performance of the night bonuses go to Worthy and Miocic <clears throat> they all win $50,000 each um,
10: start with uh... DC, what, what, have you talked to him and what do you think? Uh, he looked like a really good fighter there
9: for three and a half rounds. Uh, what do you think his future is? Yeah, I just left his locker room right now. And obviously you all know how competitive he is. He's you know, very bummed out, but there's nothing to be bummed out about. What, what an absolute war for two heavyweights to go in and, and, and punch and take punches the way they did and keep coming forward. When Stipe came out and was waiting for Cormier to walk, I mean, all you had to do was look at it. that guy was in phenomenal shape. Mentally, he was ready for this fight, and uh, he got hit with everything but the kitchen sink, and and stayed in that fight. Then whoever in his corner told him to start going to the body the way it was was brilliant and uh, incredible fight. Could you? And I don't know what the future is for Cormier. I told him don't think about whether you want to fight again, you don't want to fight again, any of that stuff. Just Relax, go home, spend some time with your family, and we'll talk about all that later.
10: I go on to uh, Nate Diaz. I mean, it was a phenomenal performance, even if he had fought 10 times since 2016. You're right.
9: But he wins a fight against a very good uh, ex-champion. An unbelievable ex-champion who has looked ridiculous in his last couple of fights. And um, you have to talk about the layoff. You have to talk about that this kid hasn't fought in, in three years and uh, he looked a little rough in the first round, looked like he gassed out at the end of the first round too, and then completely changed his game plan and started to fight his fight. And uh, then then once he got there, he basically did did what he wanted against, you know, one of the top 10 guys in the world after a three year layoff. Pretty damn impressive.
11: I feel very happy because I show for everybody around the world how tough guy I am. I beat Eoyal Romero for me. He is one of the best fighters of the world. Uh, the most tough guy on this division after me now, of course. I beat him. And I'm happy. Uh, that's it.
12: Can you tell me about that opening, the opening of the fight, where you guys both dropped each other in the first minute? What was going through your mind, and how uh, that changed, you know, your game plan and your approach to the fight?
11: Yeah, my game plan was pressure him all the time, on the first second until the last second of the fight, and I did, it, I did, did it. I did this. Um, in the second round, I feel he he's he ve- uh, more, more tired, and I try to finish the fight, but he p- throw his finger on my eye. He's very huh? he poke the finger on my eye, and um, my my vision was. 12? like like a blow yeah and I need to stop the fight and I think uh, he, he has a he had a time to recover and come back more with more gas to the fight so I called knock out he uh, out I
13: guess
11: I guess uh, I called poderia. Uh, I called the out in the first
14: or second round, but this not happened. Problem is like, the problem is I was, I like was going and he was hitting me, but then they didn't feel like, I didn't feel that much, you know, and it's not about like the shots that you take, you know, it's 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 the one that you just don't see coming. And that was a great combination by Stipe off of that body shot. He threw that one, two right behind it. And, uh, I didn't, I didn't see it. You know, a lot of times I see punches and kind of roll with them, so I don't take the full brunt of the punch. But on that one, uh, he landed, he landed perfect. I felt like I was winning the fight. I felt like I was hitting him a lot more than I was getting hit. Um, but you know, I guess I, I guess I, I mean, I even if I was winning, I was winning until I wasn't. You know, it doesn't matter. Ultimately, the the end result is what matters. He's always been good you know, he's always been very good, you know, so I guess tonight's fight was the fight I expected the first time, you know, that's, that's kind of what I, uh, I felt like it was. That was the fight I expected the first time.
1: So first time back in the octagon in three years, uh, almost to the day, actually, uh, what did it feel like in there? Was it any different? What, what was, what was kind of going through your mind?
15: Um, uh, it felt like just when I, where I left off and, um, I just, didn't really pay much attention except for just get the job done
1: was was the game plan always to to try to get him in the clinch and up against the cage the- no
15: i i i planned it on kicking him in his face but um it just kind of went how it went i didn't uh, even work any of that clinch uh stuff it just was like i just i was just like i am they're gonna do all this stuff i i was drilling and and working on or I'm just gonna get into a full-on fight with
1: him and add that to it. In uh, in the third round, you had him in big trouble. He kind of uh, he fell, and then I mean, he was close to being out there. You think the fight was over at that point?
15: Yeah, I thought I thought it was the beginning of the end for sure. But uh, I um, I just went in there and went. I warmed up in the back really good, and I was going hard. And then I kept one when I went out. And then I started fighting because I, I didn't want to, I know the three three five minute round fight. And, I, and my last couple of fights were five, five minute rounds. So I wanted to go in there. Like my first round was my third or fourth round. And uh, so I went in and first minute in from the intensity and how, how long I was going. I was already I was already tired, so I didn't have I didn't have the full juice to ease up and full and take him out. Uh, I felt like that's the way I had to approach the three round fight. When ideally would you like to compete again? Um, if everything works out right, how it's supposed to work out, then I'll fight next month. If 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 uh, nobody's in a hurry, I want to get this done how it's supposed to be done and do it right and uh, treat it like it should be treated. I ain't even in no rush so uh, it's, it's it's not me who's gonna be doing the sitting out it's them that's gonna be holding me out or people not jumping on and trying to get it done and that's where I've been for the last three years because I never stopped training camp I just I just no one was showing any um acknowledgement for uh, being the best fighter in the world which I am just like
7: this man may really be the greatest of all time.
16: I worked really hard to be a guy who dominates a lot of opponents.
7: It's a man against boys. I mean, this is just the story of every John Jones fight. He has proven many times that he is nearly unstoppable. The progress of John Jones from his first fight to today is really staggering. One of the most dangerous men on the planet. John Jones has been dominant. He truly believes that he will go down in history as the greatest fighter to ever compete in this sport. John Jones, an excellent wrestler. The first time we saw John Jones, he's only fought one time in the UFC, and he looked outstanding. against Andre Guzmao. He showed some really, not just great wrestling, but really unorthodox striking. He's got a very difficult cast tonight. American psycho Stephen Bonner. Much more experienced than John. Oh, him with that spinning backfish. The sky is the limit for unbeaten Johnny Bones Jones. He has to have impressed everyone in attendance tonight. Johnny Bones Jones has so much hype behind him. Tonight, it's a clash of titans. Brandon Vera and John Bones Jones. Vicious
17: elbow. John Jones,
11: saw a glimpse of the future. I try not to pay attention to the height, but I do recognize that it's there. Um, I guess the only thing it does is, is make me try to live up to the potential that I can live up to.
7: Very exciting young man, this John Jones. He is a serious contender for supremacy at 205. It's it's over. Over. Quick and brutal. Vicious. It's time to take it to the next level. My goal is to become one of the best in the
11: world if not the best of my weight class so um you know whoever the ufc decides to give me i'll be ready for it yeah, it's all over john
7: jones out Ryan impressive in passing the biggest test of his career to win the title he's got to beat the champ who is one of the greatest and most dangerous of all time Jones hurt. he's hurt mike he's wobbled Jones to the fight and it is all
17: over!
18: John Jones is the youngest champion in UFC history! That feels so good. It's a testament that dreams
11: can come true, guys. They really can't. Believe in yourself, believe in your heart. And once you get there, don't slow down.
7: Rampage has not been stopped in the octagon. That's what Jones wants. First man in the UFC to stop. Quick Rampage Jackson. WC. And it's all over! John Jones has defended his UFC light heavyweight championship. Tonight was different. Tonight he was taken into deep waters. Tonight he had a look of concern in his eyes and on his face after the first round against Machida. John's a got his head. In a second. He's got a choke. The in trouble. It is all over. John Jones remains the UFC light heavyweight wow. champion. It is the first time that John had been in
11: any kind of trouble. It was good. You know, I think one of my biggest rating points is that I can't take a punch, so I'm glad to prove it to myself and to everyone that I can take a legit hit. John Jones
7: and Rashad Evans used to consider each other brothers. Family. But the relationship has gone bad, and it's going to lead to tonight, a fight for the UFC light heavyweight championship. Big elbow, man. The elbows are the story in this fight. He hurt him. stacked him with that elbow. Oh, man, big right hand by John it Jones. It was the setup. Clearly, John Jones has defended his title, undisputed champion
2: of the world. Man, what a great competition. First time, won five rounds too. So, you know, I'm proving more things to myself for sure. Vitor
7: Belfort is one of the greatest men to ever fight in the UFC. So if John Jones beats him tonight, that's another huge statement. Oh, Armor! He's got it! He is. He's right here! He might break that arm, Mike. Wow! It's a little high now. I think he's out. He's out. He's out. He's out. Wow. Now he's going for a Kamura. He's Champion.
11: And he, he got that armbar in every way, shape, and form. I've never had my arm pop like that before, and I, I don't know. I just I
18: felt it, but I worked too hard to give up. John Jones has been nothing but
7: dominant, and that's exactly what he plans on being tonight in our main event as he looks to shut up jail Sonnen once and for all. Oh, swarming on as Jones. Big knee. Looking to finish this fight early. Oh, all shots. over him right here in the first round. And it is over! John Jones has finished Chael Sonnen. Uh-oh. Oh, he's got a broken foot. Oh, man. Wow. I really wanted to try to Chael Sonnen, Chael Sonnen, and I think I did a good job at that. John Jones will look to set the UFC light heavyweight record with his sixth consecutive title defense, a record that has lasted over a decade. Goes out that kick. Big connection for Jones. That's a nice elbow. That might have hurt him. That Jones has hit What an incredible fight. They're going to go the distance. Jones. Wow. What a fight. Unbelievable. What a fight. That might be the greatest title fight in the history of the Lightning League Division. He sets the record here tonight in his toughest challenge yet.
11: I talked to Alexander. That was by far my toughest fight. And like I said, I got to really exercise my warrior spirit tonight. Tonight, I believe he faces the most dangerous guy he's ever seen inside the
7: octagon. Bill Glover, Deshaun, have the ability to close that gap. Another clinic put on by Johnny Bones Jones. What John Jones is doing tonight, this is being John Jones. Johnny Bones Jones, dominant once again. An incredible performance by the champion to shut the game. From Golovin to share it down. The war of words for this fight has really gone to epic proportions. These two men have beaten everyone, anyone has put in front of them. Good straight left by John. Oh! Big kick to the body. What a fight! What a closely contested fight. This Johnson, DC, momentum is rapidly rising in the corner of
0: Jones. Jones remains the champ. What up, Anchor? What up, Anchor listeners? What up, Anchor FM? Follow me on Facebook, that is Dre Wise Calculator. Follow me on Instagram, that is Reaper Wise. Follow me on Twitter, Reaper Wise. And also subscribe to my YouTube channel where I demonstrate being the angel of death, the Grim Reaper. Subscribe to that channel, YouTube, Reaper Wise, Reaper Wise. All this is brought to you by me, Dre Wise, Dre
19: Wise, That occurred here not too long ago. The R&B superstar and entourage pushing their way through a crowd here, making their way to a convoy of vehicles as R. Kelly turns himself in bit of a melee here a crush of media fans curious onlookers a scene very much reminiscent in fact of 2008 the r kelly trial which i covered at the latent criminal courthouse and at the end of which the uh, singer was acquitted on a charge of producing child pornography well this time ten counts as you mentioned involving four alleged victims three of them minors Going back a dozen years, Kelly, attorney Steve Greenberg, you see in the video he did not speak to us tonight, but earlier today described his client as shell-shocked by the allegations he's facing, describing Kelly as extraordinarily disappointed and depressed, Greenberg saying prosecutors are making Kelly a sacrificial lamb, predicting another acquittal. His lawyers say they offered To sit down with prosecutors and explain to them why these charges are baseless, that offer was declined. Again, as you saw, R. Kelly turning himself in at 18th and State, the first police district, the same police district where Justice Smollett turned himself in for arrest earlier this week. His bond court appearance. 12:30 1230 tomorrow afternoon the judge signed a no bail order today but that does not necessarily mean the singer will be held without bond awaiting trial often bond is offered after that initial appearance in court live on the near west side tom negavin w Good morning, Good morning. Good morning. Good morning guys. we'll go on record. the record have for the state g-o-n-z-a-l-e-z t-e-n-e mccoy
5: cummings t-e-n-e mccoy cummings Assistant State Street A-N-N-E, McCORD. Okay. Thank you. Judge Nicole Becker, on behalf of Mr. Kelly.
8: Rayad Shalabi, R-A-E-D-S-H-A-L-A-B-I. May behalf have Mr. Kelly? Steve Greenberg, I may have Mr. Kelly. All
4: right. In the record, will indicate Mr. Kelly's present in the courtroom. Uh, before we start, I just want to thank the uh, Marshal Service uh, for accommodating the court today. Uh, after the last court day. I received a call from the marshal's office indicating that they would uh, would accommodate the court and have Mr. Kelly brought over on each and every court date. So I wanted to thank the marshal's service for that accommodation to this court. All right, with that, um, where are we at first as far as discovery or what, what do you as far, have? As far as discovery,
1: we did tender today
20: the bulk of the documents that will come from the Chicago
1: Police Department. There are some materials that are outstanding from the Chicago Police Department as well as. Um, some 417 materials from the lab and we have a disk of the 2002 file that we're going to copy and tender. So I believe on the next court date we should be complete.
8: Okay. The 2002 file meaning the court file or everything?
1: The
17: reports.
8: Okay. Okay. All right. Um,
4: Okay. Then what do you have as far as discovery? Any issues regarding discovery
8: that you want to bring to my attention? before we get to the bond issues with these motions? None at this point, Judge. I mean, we're obviously still going through all of the materials, and with the other uh, two federal cases that are out there, we've been inundated with the materials. So we're going through all of it. All right. Uh, I guess the next
4: issue that we have is the uh, first, I'll deal with the state's motion, uh, which they filed prior to the last court date to uh, increase uh, Mr. Kelly's bond. Uh, The state filed their motion. The uh, defense filed a response to the motion. Um, Do you have anything in in addition to what you set forth in your motion to increase the bond?
5: Not really in addition, Judge. Just the fact that when the original bonds were set on the four cases, the the court that was setting bond wasn't aware of all the other charges that have now since been filed, um, both in the Northern District here in Chicago, um, the uh, Eastern District of New York, and then also up in um, Minnesota. And so I wanted to make the court aware that the defendant has now been charged with um, sex charge, multiple additional sex counts um, in all these jurisdictions, and that should affect what the actual bond is being set in this case. And that wasn't known to the court when we did our bond hearing. Okay.
8: All right. Mr. Greenberg. So,
5: Judge, the first
8: thing I would indicate, uh, although it's not in our written motion, is it's not verified. There's no uh, verified motion to increase bond, which the statute requires. Okay. The second thing is there's no legal basis that's cited by the uh, prosecutors to increase the bond. The mere fact that someone may have been charged with other cases in other jurisdiction is not a basis to increase bond. It's not a basis under the statute. It's not a basis under uh, the case law. They don't argue that he's an increased flight risk. They don't argue that he's an increased danger. They don't argue any reason in their motion why bonds should be increased. Uh, The the bond in those other matters has been addressed by the judges in those matters. As the court knows, there's currently he's being detained on both of the federal cases. Uh, We intend to ask the courts to reconsider those orders. We filed a motion in the Northern District, and we're filing a motion in the Eastern District of New York for that. um, Should the court, should the federal court modify those orders. I fully expect that he will be put on some kind of house arrest, electronic monitoring, GPS, or something like that, which also means that he's not a flight risk. He doesn't have a passport. He's not a danger to others. There's nothing in these other indictments or in these other allegations to show that, he, um, that, that he's a danger to others. All of the allegations uh, predate these charges, predate the bringing of these charges, by years and decades. I would point out also, Judge, that when the state added charges before, Your Honor, they didn't ask that the bond be increased. Uh, The fact is that Mr. Kelly has never missed a court date, never missed one on this case, never missed one on the prior case uh, that he had, voluntarily turned himself in originally on these charges, voluntarily came to court when, when the charges were upgraded against him. And there's simply no legal basis to increase the bond in this case. Any response?
5: I would just say that a lot of what counsel just said is based on speculation about what could happen if his bond were changed in in one of the other courts. And so that's a lot of speculation. I would also point out that part of his charges um, here in the Northern District of Illinois include the fact that um, the defendant is accused of having um, influenced the witnesses on on that case, that first trial. And lastly, I would say that the defendant does have additional charges, and that absolutely is appropriate to bring before this court to ask that his bond be increased. He does have additional charges.
4: OK. All right, look, as a practical matter, he's being held now, no bail, in the Eastern District of New York and in the Northern District of Illinois. Uh, unless Mr. Greenberg can convince both of those courts that he should be released on bond, Mr. Uh, Kelly's going to remain in custody. Uh, So as far as a motion to increase the bond, uh, I don't believe it's appropriate at this particular point in time. That being said, if there's a change in circumstances, in other words, if you're able to convince both of those federal courts in those different jurisdictions that he should be released on bond or some type of of, uh, conditions regarding release, if you want to bring that motion to increase the bond back before the court... I think that would be appropriate. But at this particular time, it's kind of a moot point. Um, the bond that was set originally uh, in this matter by the, uh, I'm assuming the bond court judge, or maybe from the grand jury, I'm not sure. Bond court? Okay. Um, I thought uh, when the uh, case first came before me for arraignment that the bond was adequate based upon the fact that there's four cases, there's 250,000 D bond on each one of the cases. Uh, plus pretrial services, which I thought was appropriate based upon uh, the information that I had regarding Mr. Kelly. I still believe that's true. That being said, I'm going to deny the motion at this particular point in time. If there's a change in circumstances and he is somehow released from custody and you want to bring it back before me, I'll I'll take a look at it then, okay? Along that, uh, as long as we're talking about that, there was an order issued regarding pretrial services. In light of the fact that Mr. Kelly's in custody, uh, I'm gonna vacate that order here in Cook County. And then, like I said, we'll take a look at it again if he is released on bond, okay? All right. Um, The final issue I have regarding bond is a uh, petition, or a motion rather, to intervene filed uh, on behalf of the surety and uh, uh, Mr. Collins, would you just identify yourself for the record?
21: Yes, Judge. My name is John Collins, J-O-H-E-N-C-O-L-I-N-S. On behalf of the surety, requesting request and leave to intervene in this matter and present a motion to your honor. All right. I'll give you the opportunity to uh, uh,
4: file your motion and intervene for the limited purpose of arguing on behalf of the surety uh, that you want the bond returned.
21: Judge, I don't know if, if, if council is ready to argue today if they need a little time. I'd be, oh, i I filed it Friday, so I do understand that they might have more of the time to respond. If not, I'm ready right prepared to argue today. Uh, well, it it seems to me, and just looking at the motion, yes.
4: that the only response that the uh, uh, defendant may have is whether or not he wants to agree to exonerate the bond, which means that he would be held no bond.
21: I, and, and, and again, I understand that they are trying to petition in Northern District Illinois and um, and in uh, New York. However, Judge, um, the petitioner is in fear of jeopardy of losing this bond. Judge, as we understand, I think there may have been a CBR placed on this bond, and there's monies owed, so we want to try to stop before and let the court know at the earliest moment that we expect to receive these monies back. Okay. The only, uh, the only question I have is what authority
4: you believe that the surety has to come in and request that I do that?
21: Well, Judge, there's been a substantial change of circumstances. Yes, like I there's a change of circumstances to increase the bond. Judge, in this instance, he's held no bond, so the purposes of the bond are frustrated in Illinois. And with, with that being said, Judge, the surety had no basis of knowledge for the additional investigations. It was for this purpose only. So if bond is to be frustrated and he's to be held no bond, then there's no need to have her money sitting in deposit. So if, if they want to have an opportunity to address that, maybe some modifications to the other jurisdictions' bonds. But this case, this money in these instances were expected to be for this purpose. With bond being frustrated, the court has, a, has the ability to address bond in its own right. You didn't increase the bond in this instance, however...
4: But this is a different issue. Yeah. You're, asking, you're asking on behalf of the surety that I return the bond money. And I'm asking you by what authority... Are
9: are,
4: are you asking that?
21: Judge, if Bond is frustrated, or if he's not being, if the purposes of Bond are not being met, then the court has an an option at its discretion, Judge, to order the defendant held with no Bond in this instance. Mm -hmm. If he's going to be held no Bond in two other jurisdictions and have this Bond here waiting, then. The entire purpose of the bond is frustrated, so we can actually that you exonerate it. It's, it's, it's allowable under the statute if you want additional spe- specific instances. We can f- provide those, Judge.
4: Well, let me ask you this. Um, your client yes.
21: okay, is uh, Miss
4: Veronica Love, is that correct? Valencia. Uh, I'm sorry, Valencia Love, yes. and she's the she's the surety. She signed the bond slip, correct? Yes. Okay, and did she read the bond slip? Yes. She did?
21: As far as I understand,
4: all right. If you look at the bond slip, it's clearly stated under notice to person providing bail money other than the defendant, and there's four points. Yes, all right. And point one is I understand that the money that I have posted is for the bail for the defendant named in this uh, bond in the above numbered. Case or cases. Okay. Paragraph one. Paragraph two, and this is most important. Paragraph two. I understand that even if the defendant follows all court, all court orders, uh, that this money may be ordered in uh, in the judge to pay for the defendant's attorney's fees, court costs, fines, fees. And restitution to the victim and that I may lose all of my money." That's italicized for emphasis. Third, I understand that if the defendant fails to comply with the conditions reflected in the bond, I may lose all my money should the court enter the forfeiture of bail order. Again, I may lose all my money is also italicized. Um, And then the fourth point deals with the 10% of the bond. But my point is this, that when your client signed this surety on behalf of Mr. Kelly, um, right next to the signature, these conditions are set forth. So I mean, there's there's a certain risk that a surety has in signing a bond slip for someone on behalf of someone who's in custody. She took that risk.
21: Withstanding the language on that, we still ask that in the issue of fairness, Judge, Mr. Mr. Kelly is a man of massive resources. This is a private citizen that comes for a limited purpose to assist. And and, and in the interest of what fairness is, she didn't know that New York was going to indict. She didn't know that Minnesota was going to indict. She didn't know that Northern District of Illinois was going to indict. And then those changed the circumstances where, and and as part of paragraph two, Judge, Mr. Counsel was... Was representing Mr. Kelly prior to the posting of said bond.
5: So, do you still sit here and say you have never been with underage girls? Can you really say that? I
22: sit here and say this. I had two cases back then that I said in the beginning of the interview that I would not talk about because of my ongoing case now. Okay. Right? Okay. okay. Fair enough. But okay. I will tell you this: people are going back to my past. Okay. That's exactly what they're doing. They're going back to the past, and they're trying to add all of this stuff now to that to make all of the stuff that's going on now feels real to people.
5: But the past is relevant with you with underage girls.
22: Absolutely. No, it's not. Why? Because, for one, I beat my case.
5: But I'm not talking about the one case in which you were acquitted. I'm talking about the other cases where women have come forward Mm -hmm. and said, R. Kelly had sex with me mm. when I was under the age of 18. Mm-hmm. R. Kelly was abusive to me emotionally and physically and verbally. Okay. R. Kelly took me in a black room where unspeakable things happened. This is what they're saying about you. Not this, true. These, are, these aren't old rumors. Not true. Whether they're old rumors, new rumors, rumors. Why would they say this rumors? about you? Not true. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you have never held anybody against their will. I don't need to. Did why would I? Well, I'm, I'm How stupid would never help anybody. R. Kelly,
22: with all I've been through in my way way past to hold somebody let alone four, five, six, fifty? 50 you said. how stupid would I be to do that? I didn't say you That's were holding. That's stupid, guys. I didn't Is this camera on me?
23: Yes, it's on.
22: That's stupid. Use your common sense. Don't Forget the blogs, forget how you feel about me. Hate me if you want to, love me if you want, but just use your common sense. How stupid would it be for me to, with my crazy past and what I've been through, oh, right now I just think I need to be a monster and hold girls against their will, chain them up in my basement and and don't let them eat and don't let them out unless they need some shoes down the street from their uncle. Stop it, y'all quit playing, quit playing. Robert. I didn't do this stuff. This is not me. I'm fighting for my life.
23: But Santana has seen better days. Just a few hours ago, the ruling came down out of South Passaic you know, court up there in um, North Jersey that Juez Santana will have to sit in prison for 27 months for trying to board a plane with a loaded handgun plus those oxycodone pills that they found in his handbag. He also tried to flee the scene back in March. So the court today ruled that he would have to actually, you know, do 27 months in prison and following that, he'll be under supervised release for about, a year so yeah man what do y'all think when we was in limbo we dropped a video about a week ago with joel santana i think he talked on love and hip-hop and he said look he didn't know you know um if he took a plea deal that he could possibly get 27 you know um months but the judge could give him a little more it was pretty much the judge's discretion so now you know um i said and i was right that the judge would probably give him the latter which is the lease or time which is 27 months because it could have went up you know, all the way up to 57 months to 47, depending on, you know, what they wanted to do, the outcome of that case there. So, yeah, Juarez Santana kind of, you know, um, getting a lesson of what it could have been way worse. It definitely could have been way worse. Juarez Santana, you know, pleading guilty and getting 27 months in prison. And then he would have to, after that, pretty much be on supervised release, which you can say is parole or probation Whatever you want to call it, man. Let me know what y'all think in the comment section. The ruling coming down today. We was all kind of waiting.
2: All right, man. I seen this uh, photo come across my screen on social media. Juel Santana, uh, girlfriend and wife. Posted this uh, the picture to the right, I guess the other picture on social media, and it got the internet buzzing, and uh, it's Jewel Santana in jail, booed up in my LMA voice. But uh, let's talk about it. We've had good for the sports TV. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, bell icon button. Won't miss another video. Appreciate the love and support for real, man. Keep sharing the videos. And um, apparently uh, Jewel Santana, I think he went to jail for the whole situation where uh, he might have a gun or some drugs in his luggage. When he went to the airport, then he fled, and you know whatever that situation was about. And um, this picture on the right surfaced around the internet. His girlfriend posted it, and I wanted to reposted that one. I don't know why he sent that one. And when you're in jail, especially in the social media era where everybody thinks they know, we'll go down in jail from watching Eyes in the Wire, lockdown stuff of that nature. And um, you know, oh boy you know, got his arm wrapped around Joel Santana. They both got Tim boots on, Timberlands, you can't tell in, in the jail. And um, it looked like that's, you know, Joel Santana, his little, his little bitch. you know what I'm saying, his girl. And it may not even be like that, bro. You know, at the end of the day, you know, maybe they just cool, but uh, that's the last pose I'm taking in prison. I mean, I'm not even taking that pose if I'm in a club and I'm striking the pose with the homeboys. You got the rose bottle. Nah, bruh, don't put your arm around me, bruh. You know what I'm saying? But, um, you know, most people thinking that uh Joel Santana getting them cheats bust in jail. You know, it's a totally different animal. You know, you go out there and, you know, you rap on these records like you gangsta and you moving shit and you popping shit, but you, you know, in actuality, that's just a persona. It's not real deal. You know, you go back to Straight out of Compton. I've been making a few movie references in <laughs> this video on my last one. And um, they called Easy into the studio. Shug, he said you gonna sign Dre and DLC over to me? And he said Easy, like you you uh, you stupider than, you, than I thought you was. He and he punched. He got punched by one of the guns and shit. He said and he started talking shit. He said you, you can talk how tough you want to. This ain't no rap record. This real shit right here. You know where you at? It's bombed, nigga. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, a lot of people think these rappers really got this tough persona, man. But, you know, Studio studio has been, al- been alive or been around in rap, you know, since the very beginning. Guys talking about they popping shit and how they killing shit, and they really don't be. They be talking about, like, they be talking about Gusto. And they be doing the Chris Rock, you know what I'm saying? CB4, but it, it could mean nothing. I hope it don't mean nothing, man. Joel Santana. Was uh, was one of my guys, especially I was just talking about what the gang's been missing. this album he dropped, man. As teenagers, man, that that was real indicative of uh you know uh of our teenage years. That's one of those staples, man. You know, Carter one, Carter two, and then what's the game be missing? And uh, come home, well, uh, the Cameron come home with me. All, all different types of shit that have been going around. But you know, at the end of the day, people are gonna speculate and say Juwel, Santana getting them cheeks busted. Busted open in jail, and that might not be the situation. Maybe this just the pose, just the pose they just took. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't want to rationalize and jump to conclusions or nothing like that, but it is what it is, man. You know, I got another picture of them in there, all of them sitting there as well in jail and shit. He looked like he eating well, looked like he ain't dying and starving, but in jail, you know, pretty much, you know, it's really split up into cliques. You know what I'm saying? He can't run in there solo, especially, you know, he had a celebrity name. and People think he worth money and might be trying to take him out the game. So let me know what y'all think in the comment section. Y'all think he uh getting them cheek busted? I don't think Juelz is, man. You know, maybe more of a protection thing. Maybe he got his arm wrapped around him saying, I got you. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to let nobody touch you. But hey, it is what it is. Jail different, man. You can rap all you want to. Like Suge say, you can talk tough all you want to on Stratford Compton. This ain't no rap record, nigga. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, it's crazy that she posted this. I wouldn't even have posted this, man. Maybe she didn't think shit of it, but you know, the internet always reaching for something, bro. You know, may they have been standing next to each other side by side, shoulder touching, they would have made something of it, man. But uh, appreciate it, man. Let me know what you guys think. Don't forget, we on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can reach out to the email if need be. If you have a business question, require sponsorship, video requests, check out our Patreon. If you want to make a donation? I link to the description, intro, instrumental all our information is in the description as well and uh just keep sharing the videos man it's the best way you can help out And check our music entertainment playlist out and i'm gonna do another video about a rapper as well after this so be pay attention one time for the one time we gone
16: it comes through man had to come through because you know we seen this photo hit the internet man jewels this photo got sent home and listen i i, I just got nothing but bad vibes from it man i don't and uh, I'm pretty sure when his wife and his baby, his baby moms, his family, Cam, Jim, all of them, when they seen that, they probably um, it, it wasn't it wasn't the best feeling. It wasn't like, you know, it, it, it reminded me, you ever seen that movie Lock Up where it had Master P in it, that nigga, um, the nigga from the woods. Two niggas that was in the life. It was, it was called Lock Up, it was one of those uh, movies, um, it was a good movie though, surprising because Master P was in it, but, I don't know why I just thought of that movie, man, if you, if you seen it, you probably know what I mean, but I don't want to get into that, because, um... You see, just looking at this picture, man, like, you know, like, there's no real way. Like, I don't know how, you know, his family, his, his baby moms, can, can, his wife can feel like, you know, confident after this picture. Now, when he comes home, you have to ask him because the thing about a lot of niggas that go to jail, they go to jail and then they get, they get real hush mouth and, and, and mum on their experiences because a lot of dishonorable things went on, you know, it's true, like, just ask a nigga about his jails. Uh, uh, but what jail was like for him, well, that was some bullshit, man, you know them, you know them crackers, man, no, fam, I'm asking you, you know, because Cambella gotta ask him, because he's standing there with his chest out like his chest poked out like he was on and he looked like one of them like he's like one of them thundercats that's asking for power or some shit like you know it was real ex- extra man and i believe it's because you know when the guy got his arm around him because that guy looked real relaxed that guy looked like like you know he the boss do you know what i'm saying I mean, he got his arm around Juels like we never even seen Cam take a picture with Juels like that. You know what I'm saying? Never. And um, so it's like it looked like Juels is trying to stand there with his chest poked out the most he can. You know what I'm saying? To let to let to, to send up um, you know the subliminal message to his family, his friends his fans that listen no matter what no matter how much i'm being extorted robbed and and bullied picked on you know i'm not going to pc i'm standing strong i'm standing down standing tall that's what that looks like but because with the guy having his arm around him you know but like we seen jail pictures before, man. We seen jail pictures. How many jail pictures have you seen like this, where a nigga has his arm around a guy? Like, like we seen episode. Like I said on my Instagram, I said we have seen episodes of lockup that that will tell us exactly what's going on here. Let's tune into MSNBC, man. You know, I believe. I believe. The, that the extortion levels are very high. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know how, how this could go down like this, man. I don't know what dorm they put him in. They must have put him in the dorm that had, um, who, who'd you else had beef with back in the days? I don't know, but no, remember Nation? He probably probably was locked up with the Nation's people. They're you know, like, yo, we ain't forget about that freestyle from 2002, nigga. You know? I know, like Jr. Ryder just had to go do a bid. This thing came home and everything. He didn't have this aura. It, it was there was there was like it wasn't this aura, man. Like, wait, Man DCS, at. ain't Man DC's in there too. Like, tell Man D, like got to hold you down. This is loving hip hop. Alumni, like Mona Scott, got niggas out here going to going to jail, getting buck broken, getting extorted, because if those niggas are, are, because these, you know, of course, like, and then niggas will, you know, if they're feeding for a soup for or for a ramen noodle packet. So, like, listen, they, they they should, if they was trying to get the big fish, like listen, Mona Scott, young. Like whatever relationship juel's got with mona scott young would be the way not fucking Jewel's because he dips it you think he's still like listen that diplomatic immunity money he only got like i don't know how I don't, I don't believe that his uh paperwork was all the way right then you get what i'm saying but but this looks like extortion to me man this looks like extortion i want to go through something that Maybe we could pick up on a couple of things. Just keep looking at this picture, man. Part. Blacks run the prison system. Bloods and crips have the keys to the yard, my friend. That's just how it is. Of course there's some... Yeah, you see, it, it's weird right here what he's saying. Like, I don't know where he's from speaking this because... Yes, in, in all white cities, in, all, in, in fucking Montana, Ohio, everywhere in the South... Yes, blacks run the prison system because they lock up all the black niggas that are there. And, you know, it's only black and white people there. You know what I'm saying? Listen, we're not going to count the sprinkles, all right? But you know what the fuck I'm talking about. But um, but in New York, New Jersey, that's when we... Like, you got to account for the other side. You know what I'm saying? You got to account for the other side because, you know... I mean, but actually, you got to account for the other side in the south too because the other thing like yeah blacks It's bad blacks you know that's locked up too but then the mexicans are locked up you know what i'm saying they lock up mexicans at the same rate so you know it's it's two different types of uh two different it's blacks mexicans and white uh i guess and white people mostly black and mexican right for the for everything outside of the northeast region because in New York and New Jersey, where, where Jewel's is locked up, I, I believe, you know what I'm saying, that the um the Latin gangs have a say-so and stuff. But this guy that has his arm around Jewel's is black. You know? We know all the stuff. You go back and listen to all the um lyrics and stuff that Jewel's has spit. So we know where his allegiance is. Most likely, the guy that has his arm around him is is from the same allegiance. Stop. He had that joint with Dave East, with Bobby Smurder, Roddy Rebel, and everything. So he was working at one point. I was like, fam, just keep doing it, man. This guy, like, this guy needs Gary. He needs to go live with Gary V. Gary V would tell him, yo, get yo, yo get the fuck up, go in that fucking studio. Don't fucking come out until twelve o'clock. You no, know, you can't even fucking eat until I get a mixed heat. You know what I'm saying? It's just Joel's man. Looking at this picture, man, it's like you know, it's frustrating for me, man. I'm like, come on, Jewell's. Dipset, man. I believe, I believe, if Jim, well, look how many times we've seen Jim Jones get washed. Jim Jones is gonna go down fighting. You know what I'm saying? He'll he'll take the L, like Jim Jones done took many L's, but he gets up. Jewels. Personal PC
12: unit, okay? But over here, the PC system is totally different, okay? Protective custody. Let's say you are being threatened to be extorted
17: or raped or jumped, anything, stabbed, you can go tell... The co correctional
22: officer and he might put you in pc for a couple of weeks but you will be going back to population because for the simple fact that those units get overcrowded all the time
16: whether it's a gang war or yeah shit gets overcrowded and they need bed space at the end of the day that's what the fuck matters you else, you don't have that much money invested in you to you know for your lawyer to you know what i'm saying to tell them to keep you in pc for long so if you go you're gonna have to come back you know, that is the way that most places work that I that I know of. But, you know, it's only about a certain amount of time. So he just got to fight it. That's why that's why he's standing there with his chest poked out, because, listen, it's ride or die time. Jewels. you know, some
12: kind of miniature Ryan jumped off. They're going to need those cells to house these people until they get transferred off the compound, okay? These PC units over here on the East Coast, they are not built to hold hundreds of people that want to be in PC, okay? That's just not how it works. And then these guys, once they're released from the PC, of course they're not going to go to the same unit. Go ahead and get into how people get extorted. The first way that I can think of off the top of my head is taxes.
16: That's right, I said taxes. You're going to have to pay... Some taxes, my friends. Just check it out. Damn. Yeah. So we know that Joel's, when niggas got their arm around you, they may, that may be his way of avoiding paying taxes. You know, Have, having to give up ten bags of chips just to get on the phone. And that's gonna cost you. And That's gonna cost you like then you gotta give up ten bags of chips. Didn't like, like these like twenty-five cent bags of chips cost like eight dollars. So you gotta give them shits up just so you can get on the phone, you know?
12: Criminal defense attorney Alan J. Levine told HollywoodLife.com, the two other charges of illegally changing lanes as well as a possession of an illegal substance also carries a one-year sentence and $1,000 each. As a rapper prepared, to appear in court in May. This isn't a random sentencing, though. It's one that's built upon Offset's past misdeeds. In 2013, after being put on probation for theft and burglary, Offset broke his probation and thus was put into jail.
13: There was some other thing behind the scene, but you know, it's all good. But yeah, my bond was not. They wouldn't give me no bond. Eight months.
12: Then in 2015, all the Migos were arrested for various crimes. Offset was charged with the possession of an unspecified schedule to narcotic, possession of an illegal substance, possession of a firearm in a school safety zone, and possession of a firearm during the commission of a crime. This led to Offset spending eight months trying to get out a rather significant amount of time. And for both of them, time isn't something you just get back. And also for both of them, time isn't something you wanna give up right now. Number two, if they go to jail.
7: That definitely needs to be added to the list from now on is Loyal because she has committed stand by her man no matter what.
12: So let's be real here. Both Offset and Cardi B are facing serious jail time. From 1 to 12 years, depending on who you're focusing on, again, it's not confirmed if either of them will actually serve jail time, but the possibility of it is most certainly there. And when it comes to things like this, you might need to be prepared for the worst. Rappers have gone to jail in the past, and both of them have proof lined up against them that they did these crimes. So again, it could happen, which would be a bad thing for multiple reasons. The first of which is because they could possibly be in jail at the same time. They wouldn't be able to see each other for at least a year. When Cardi B gets out of jail, of course. The best they'd be able to do is write to each other, which would be rather an odd state of affairs given that they'd be writing from jail to another jail. That kind of stress and separation isn't really good for a marriage, and yet they only have themselves to blame, which brings me to culture, their daughter. They're not even one-year-old daughter. If both of them are in prison, both of them won't be able to look after her, which means that they have to go and give her to someone who would be trustworthy or pay someone to take care of her until Cardi B gets out of jail. That raises all sorts of questions in terms of who's, the how's, the why's, and so so on and forth. It's not really an ideal situation and that alone will cause even more stress for them in prison more than anything else. As they know, the other will be able to handle themselves in prison but what is going to go on with their daughter that they can't even see, hear, or be with? That's another story. Then of course there's the situation with their careers. If they both get the sentence that they're possibly expected to get, that would mean that Cardi B would be out of the rap game for a year and Offset would be out of the game for over a decade. On the Cardi B side of things, that's a pretty long time, especially when she would be going to jail during one of the biggest high points in her career. She just won a Grammy for best rap album as the 2019 show and many are expecting her to do even bigger things this year this could be derailing to that hope even if she had certain songs or even an album nearly ready to go if she goes to jail that would mean many music videos collaborations and more would either be delayed or even scrapped until she gets out and in the rap game a year is a lot of time for someone to come in and then shine just as brightly as Cardi B did. after all that's what she did not so long ago as for offset his situation is a bit more perilous in terms of his rap career because if he goes to jail for 12 years he's essentially going to be out of the rap game for good. Because while a year is a long time, 12 years is an eternity for a music person. Sure, some people have tried to make comebacks after that amount of time, including Lil Kim who's about to release her first album in 14 years, but that's a bit different. Lil Kim was contractually obligated to not make music. Offset is in prison. Plus, Offset's biggest claim to fame wasn't his solo music per se, it was being with Amigos the and then being married to Cardi B. With him being in jail for 12 years, Migos will either be disbanded or the other team members will just carry on without him. Either way, it means he'll be out of the game by the time he's back because who knows if rap will even be around 12 years from now or if it does stay around, whether Offset will have a place in it due to his time behind bars. Number one, what happened? It appears there's no Offset, husband of Cardi B and singer of the rap group Migos, is in some serious trouble with the law to the extent that there are reports that he could be facing up to 12 years in jail. But what the heck happened? Well, we'll break it down for you. Be sure to like the video and subscribe to King Trending. Number four, the timeline to
13: charges. I guess that other case was so weak they wanted to put something on me. And so I, they charged me with a ride in the penal facility.
12: Interestingly enough, this situation began not with a recent charge, but rather with one that happened last year. In July 2018, not long after his daughter Culture was born, Asset was pulled over by the police in Atlanta. When he was, it was because of him having illegally tinted windows. This gave the police the right to search the car. And when they did, they found not only an illegal substance, but also a firearm. He was then arrested and taken to jail and charged with two felonies, including illegal possession of a firearm and having a firearm while doing another crime. Very serious charges, but he got out of jail, obviously, and pleaded not guilty to the offenses. And while has taken some time to get around to his case reports are now spreading that the judge who will be now presiding over the case might throw the book at him which could result in offset being in prison for the next 12 years focusing on the felony weapon possession charge the simple scenario is that if offset is indeed convicted a felon and if he did receive transport or possess a weapon and if this is his first time doing so as a convicted felon he could face a one to ten year sentence that may
5: ...exclusive, a member of a hip-hop group from the metro area is talking about the plea deal that kept him and the rest of his group out of prison. News since 5, Channel 2's investigative reporter Mark Winnie explains the struggle one member of the group Migos faced while in jail. Mark's live in Buckhead.
24: Yeah, well, we interviewed Migos member Offset uh, here at his lawyers. Uh, there were some light moments afterwards as he dabbed the dance move that uh, Migos helped uh, popularize with lawyer Drew Findling and investigator Charles... Middle stat, but the substance of our interview was serious, and parts of it about faith, for instance, may be surprising to some.
13: What was it like to be in jail this time? It was it was worse than any other time because I was doing something right with myself before I went in. I had success going on
24: before. In multi-million view videos, hip hop hitmakers Migos, the trio trap music aficionados know as Offset, Quavo, and Takeoff. Toil in trendy clothes and bling by the bundle. But in a state's rural courtroom December 4th, Offset, a.k.a. Kiari Cephas, wore the chains and faded stripes of a Bullock County jail inmate, which defense lawyer Drew Finling says he was for almost eight months. Was justice done? in the outcome of this case? No. Was it
10: justice? I do think it was, yes.
24: Lawyers on both sides say Migos played a concert at Georgia Southern University in April. During the show, police searched two vehicles that had carried the band and 13 in its entourage, finding less than an ounce of marijuana, a bottle of lean, a street concoction containing codeine, and several guns, and police busted all 16.
10: When we start talking about guns on the campus of Georgia Southern University, and particularly when they're related to drug use or, or, or possession, we take that very seriously.
24: The weed, the lean the guns. None of it was yours. No. Finally, Offset went free on the fourth. While he faced nine counts, the prosecutor says per his plea deal, Offset's guilty plea to riot in a penal institution over an incident where he kicked a fellow jail inmate in the head means all other charges against him in Bullock County are dropped. It was an Alford plea, meaning it was not
25: an admission. He did it. Five-year sentence, which will be probated A $1,000 base fine plus surcharges. You're banished from the Ogechi circuit. Had
24: you ever heard of banishment as a legal
13: term before? No, that's something like if a terrorist come over here or something, we went there to do a show.
24: Defense investigator Charles Middlestad says the prosecutor's offer was clear. Everyone had to agree to a plea deal or no deal, putting additional pressure on Offset, the only member of MIGO still held without bond. Just had to
13: take a blow to handle the situation. But jail apparently also brought the rapper reflection. Maybe maybe I wasn't seeing it. My eyes weren't open for the bigger picture. And this opened my eyes because I went to talking to God to see what answers he would give me. Probably needed a little, I needed a little makeup work done on my character. Maybe God just wanted to protect me from getting hurt or injured during the time I was locked up. He indicated he read an artist management book and the Bible. So you read
24: a
22: lot of the Bible?
13: Yes. What part stood out for you? Solomon and God took it away from him out of the blue to see what his faith was, and he had faith, and he got it back times 10. Did it strengthen your faith to be in there? Yes. My faith was tested the whole time I was in there, I feel like. I almost failed the test, but, you No, know, my mama helped me keep my faith. Also drew.
24: Now, that's a co-counsel. Marissa Goldberg told us before he accepted the plea deal, he was concerned about whether hip-hop, life on the road, now think about that, would be conducive to living up to the conditions of felony probation, but he was resolved that he
10: May it please the court. This is SU fifteen CR two fifty-four, state of Georgia versus Kiari Kendrell Cepus. Mr. Cephas is before the court, represented by his attorneys, Mr. Lovett and Miss Goldberg. Is that That's all right? correct. Okay. Uh, and it's my understanding he wishes to change a formally in a not guilty plea to a plea of guilty to count one of this particular indictment. It's also my understanding we have a joint stipulation between Mr. Cephas and his attorney and the state that if required, the state could prove beyond reasonable doubt it's no material element if required to present it to a jury or a court, and that also it would be in his best interest as he is offering this plea under offer. He would enter into a stipulation with the state and his attorneys that. Um, it would be in his best interest to plead to the factual basis that while being in Bullock County Jail, the confined and a penal institution in Bullock County did unlawfully commit an unlawful act of violence by um, a, a battery on inmate Brady Collin Weathers, contrary to the law of the state. Um, he is also charged with the lesser included of battery on this particular case. We're going, under the, uh, under the concept of merging the two, asked ask that Count 2 be null crossed, that he be allowed to make his plea. To um, the count one. We do have a joint recommendation to offer to the court in return for this change of plea, and it would be as to count one, five years, which would be probated. He would have to pay a base fine of $1,000 plus all surcharges uh, and applicable drug surcharges and and, and drug conditions. As a condition of this probation, he would be banished from the Ogeechee Judicial Circuit, and also we would ask that. he would receive credit for all the time that he has served in this, this particular case. And we would actually act like it to go all the way back to the day of his arrest, yeah. which would be 4-19-2015, is my recollection correct me if I'm oh, wrong on that. That's correct. Um, that would, and that would be our joint recommendation as to this particular case. All right. He is enter, he's entering it under all further Furthermore, all right. um, we have discussed the case about where, what's going to happen to it as we go along. And we, have, we want to put on the record that we have discussed the potential to reevaluate the case after some time has passed in the event of some terminal request for early termination simply we're just representing the court we're not going to close the door on that and we are be happy to review his criminal history at that point or any other issues with probation and see where he is as it goes along on this particular probation where he's in his plea um we would further announce that we are in the process under su 15 cr 285 um, in resolving that and the multiple co-defendants. Based on our discussions as they stand right now, if the parties come before the court is, as a part of this indictment and take responsibility for the various contraband which were seized in this case, it would be our intention at the conclusion of those pleas to file a written null cross request to the court as to... As to I'm sorry? As to him? As to, as to Mr. Sevis okay. on 285. All right. And that would be our joint recommendation. Your
20: you know, <clears> Honor, <throat> let me say something for the record on, on a couple of those. Oh. Items. Number one is uh, I agree with everything said under the riot, the independent institution charge. Uh, my understanding is the conclusion of two years. Mr. Black would take another look at the possible early termination of the case based on uh, Mr. Cephas not having been charged, again, other charges some other in some other jurisdiction or this jurisdiction. Uh, any recommendation by the probation officer or a change in status, such as non-reporting by Mr. Cephas at that point, Mr. Black, they said he would uh, make a possible reevaluation possible termination at that time. My understanding on the drug case, which is uh, 285T, uh, my understanding was that that case would be, as to Mr. Cephas, that would be uh, price. That's my understanding. That's what I just heard. So, um, we, it's in far, if, as far as we're concerned, this is it to Mr. Cephas. And that's what I just heard. Okay, all right.
25: Thank you. Now, let me say this. Mr. Cephas, as far as I'm concerned, will be treated as any other probationer. After two years, typically, the non-reporting is a standard. Yes, sir. And I certainly would have no problem, although I would not hopefully be on the bench at that time in two years if uh, probation is recommended to be terminated if he has no other criminal activity. I don't see any big problem with that, and I will put on the record that it is the court's intention that at that time should he behave himself and not not, uh, have any other charges and have done all the things that he's supposed to do on probation, the court certainly would... uh, not have any problem with uh, an early termination. Thank you, Honor. Does that make
20: some sense? It does, Your
25: Honor. Mr. Cephas, would you raise your right <coughs> hand for me? Yes, sir. The evidence you'll give is sworn or affirmed to be the truth, so help you guide. Yes,
13: sir.
25: You can put your hand down. Your name is Kerry Kendrell Cephas, is that right? Yes, sir. Now, with your permission, I'm going to write your name on here because it doesn't appear, all right? Yes, sir. You can see I have written your name, and that's the only change I've made to it, correct? Yes, sir. How old are you, Mr. Cephas? 23. How far in school have you gone?
13: Graduate.
25: Good. You don't have any trouble reading, all right? No, sir. That would ordinarily be none of my business, but I have in my hand a sworn statement. It appears to have your signature on the back. Did you sign that?
13: Yes, sir.
25: Did you and your lawyers go over these questions? Yes, sir. There are 18 in number. Yes appears as an answer mm-hmm. beside each of them. Did you answer yes to all of them? Yes, sir. Do you feel as though you understood the questions? Yes, sir. Okay. You understand that, as charged, you could go to jail for five years? Yes, sir. You understand you have a right to a jury trial. You'd be presumed innocent of the charges. The state has a burden of proving your guilt beyond a reasonable doubt. Yes, sir. You have a right to cross-examine the witnesses for the state. You have a right to compel witnesses to come in and testify. You have a right to testify, but you're not compelled to testify. That just simply means you can't you don't can't be forced to say anything about anything. You understand? Yes, sir. Burden is always on the state to prove your guilt. You understand that? Yes, sir. And you have a right to have your lawyer with you at all phases of the trial, who would help make arguments to the court or jury, and would help present any relevant evidence in the case. Now you're giving up those rights by offering this plea to me today. Do you understand that? Yes, sir. You have heard the recommendation that's been made to me. Was that your understanding of what the recommendation would be? Yes, sir. Okay. Now, I'm asked to accept this under the authority of Alford versus North Carolina. Uh, don't be confused. Alford is a guilty plea, but it's also called a best interest plea. In regard to that, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions, okay? Yes, sir. You're charged with riot in a penal institution, and as Mr. Black said, a lesser offense of battery. Specifically, you are charged on, own. owner about the 2nd of May of 2015 while being legally confined in the Bullock County Jail, a penal institution of Bullock County, a political subdivision of the state of Georgia, did unlawfully commit an unlawful act of violence by committing an act of violence and battery on inmate Bradley Collins-Weathers, contrary to the laws of the state of Georgia. Now, you've had ample opportunity to talk to your lawyers about the advisability of taking this to trial or the advisability of entering a plea of some kind, uh, which uh, you are here to do today. Is that right? Yes, sir. Having taken their advice into uh, account, knowing your version of the facts of the case, knowing something of the state's case with regard to how it would be presented from their standpoint, is it your considered opinion, not your lawyer's, but your considered opinion, that it is in your best interest to enter a plea under the authority of Alford versus North Carolina to this offense? Yes, sir. Are you satisfied with the services of your lawyer? Yes, sir. Are you under the influence of any drugs or alcohol today?
13: No, sir.
25: Anybody threaten you in any way, promise you anything to make you plead guilty?
13: No, sir.
25: Are you today a United States citizen? Yes, sir. There is something in the law called a petition a writ of habeas corpus. That is a legal way, a fancy way of saying that you think there are irregularities in the prosecution of the indictment, and you want a court to take a look at it. If you wish to file an application for such a writ... You must do so within four years plus a 30-day grace period. Do you understand that? Yes, sir. I believe Mr. Cephas understands the situation with regard to the charges. I accept the plea as being freely and voluntarily made. Further, I have questioned him concerning the specific allegations. I accept the plea under the authority of Offer versus North Carolina as a best interest. I believe that he has thoroughly thought this out and believes that it is, it is in his best interest that he enters, that you please. Please accept it and the recommendation. It'll be a five-year sentence, which will be probated. A thousand dollar base fine plus surcharges. You're banished from the Ogeechee Circuit. That's Bullock, Effingham, Scriven, and Jenkins counties. Credit back to 419 of <coughs> 15, as I usually do, waive the supervisory fee until the fine is paid. Special conditions will apply, including the banishment there's also a special condition which the probation office will go over with you. It's number ten. It's a fourth amendment waiver. Law enforcement will not have to get a search warrant to search you or your property during the time that you're on probation. Do you understand that? Yes,
13: sir.
25: All right. Do you have any questions about your sentence? Yes, no,
13: sir.
25: Do you feel as though you understand it? Yes, sir. Is, there, is there anything I've omitted?
20: Your Honor, the only other thing if we did put the release date would be today, credit for time served, and also... He has
25: pled. He is to be released. Yes, sir. He'll
20: be discharged from any other
25: he crimes in all the other states. Well, assuming everything goes forward with the rest of it, I guess that's the case. Now, I, um, you will have to meet with probation, but you all can set that up. And I don't know when they'll meet with you since it's this afternoon. Miss Simmons, you got a time to meet with him?
5: Yes, sir. I can request be jail for at least
25: hour and the as that work for
20: you? Yes, sir
25: All right. Go talk to him at the jail and then he can be released through his processing, all right? Thank Good luck to you. All right, we got anything else we can do? Thank you. Thank All
10: right.
18: You recently got out. But what exactly was the situation that led to you guys getting locked up that one time and you ended up having to stay in jail?
13: Basically, we had a show, um, we had a show in Georgia Southern and uh, got stopped. Everything was all good, but it just got bigger than what it seemed because of who we are. I had to stay in there because um, the DA wasn't giving me no bond because of my history, my, my record.
18: So he it, it was denying my bond every time. Okay. So, because the other two members got out and you actually had to, had to end up staying. Yeah. Um, and that was just because your bond was denied? Yeah, my bond was denied.
13: I think it's it was some other thing behind the scene, but you know, it's all good. But yeah, my bond was denied. They wouldn't give me no bond.
18: Eight months. And what, what city was that in? Statesboro, Georgia. I saw a picture of y'all, like, right, right when you got locked up, and you guys were wearing, like, these black and white striped jail suits, right? Yeah. I, I didn't even know that type of shit existed, man. Like, that looked like some shit from, like, the 1940s or something. Man, that's how it is down there. It's in
13: that state, bro, that's the country. That's four hours away from Atlanta. Smaller country town. Yeah, man, they ain't playing for down there.
18: Okay. I mean, being that it was a small town like that in the South, were, were you worried, you know, in terms of the cops and, and racism and everything else like that?
13: Man, honestly, nah, we just were going to do a show. You know, when you're doing the right thing, you don't think about stuff like that. We weren't trying to go do nothing it. nobody. Nothing. We were doing a show but they paid us for. We had a contract from the, sc- from the school.
18: Okay. So you guys get locked up, your bond gets the died, and you get sentenced to eight months?
13: Nah, I had gotten in a little situation while I was incarcerated, a little physical situa- situation where I had to plea out. See, see I got out I ain't getting no, my sentence was I, they gave me time serving probation for uh altercation I got into I got an altercation from somebody stealing out my out my stuff mm-hmm. so I got an altercation they charged me with with a riot in the penal facility um charge so with me playing out the that I all the other charges against me they got dropped
18: so uh, how much total time did you get did you have to serve you know this last time eight months eight months so this time around you locked up and everybody knows who you are uh, you, you, you ain't gotta you know pretend like you and the migos because everybody already knows who you are um, how are you being treated in prison this time around
13: I mean I was in regular population you know you gotta you gotta deal with folks because you gotta I had to deal with people because I had to realize who I was so like when people be coming in jail they'll get I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't come to jail being happy but I guess me being in there they want to see people want to come to the dawn they want to What's up? And they will tell me they messed with my music, and I might be mad one day. But I just dealt, dealt with it, though. Everything was all good.
18: Okay, so they actually separated you away from the general population? No, I was in general population. Oh, you were? Yeah. Okay, but I, I thought most times when a celebrity gets locked up, you know, like like a little Wayne, when he got locked up, they put him in, in protective custody. Like, You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, they weren't going to take any risks. I mean... You guys are pretty famous at this point. Like, why would they put you in general population and potentially risk someone just trying to trying to hate? I don't know. I was in regular population. I
13: don't, I, I don't know. I was straight though. Everything was all good. Yeah. Regular, just
18: like everybody else. And now you're right. no celebrity. So we had reported a story at one point that you were being charged with uh, starting a riot, something like that. Yeah, a riot. Yeah. Gave me a riot. I so mean. From your point of view, what really happened? None.
13: Little to none, I just got in a little altercation. And I guess that other case was so weak, they wanted to put something on me. And so I, they charged me with a riot in the penal facility.
18: So it was really just a regular fight?
13: It's a little physical altercation. Couldn't see nothing. No, 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 nobody hurt like that, None, Just a physical altercation. I just charged me with it, like... And that charge hold up to 20 years for
18: that little... 11-second situation. Right, I mean, because when I... When we posted it, and you say riot, you think of something out of, like, American Me, where it's, like, motherfuckers getting thrown off of the, the top, top, you know, barriers, and yeah. police getting stabbed, and, you know, the, the, the riot gear coming in, everyone getting shot. Like, <laughs> that's what I was thinking.
13: Nah, man, they just... Man, I, I feel like they was just out to get me somehow, some way. They ain't had it on the first one, so they had to just do some
18: some way. I mean, at that point, were they trying to just put a whole bunch of time on you?
13: No, I don't know what they were doing. I think they were just trying to keep me in there because they felt like I, if I stayed in here and they had everybody else cooperate or whatever, I don't know what they was up to. I don't know what the point of it was. They were just awesome. They weren't playing it, man. man. Uh-huh. That was a country town. They were doing it how they want to do.
18: Okay. So ultimately you pleaded out and they get you yes. know, you got out. Yeah,
13: and I got probation, five years on probation.
18: Okay, so now you got to roll extra careful. Yeah. I mean, you know, getting out, you know, going through eight months and then getting out and being on five years probation, did you really, you know, say, okay, like, I got to change X, Y, and Z about my life in order, you know, for me to not go back in jail again? Because any little, you know, probation violation, they're going to send you back.
13: Yeah, I just gotta move right, keep God first, and just move right, man. I know what I need to do as a man, and I, what well, I shouldn't be around. That ain't nothing. I just did probation. See, I just got, off, I had just got off that probation from the last time I was locked up in January before I got locked up in April, and I did two years of that, and I got off without no trouble. I could do it. It just, you know, I just had to sit down. If some God wanted to talk to me, about, I guess I had to sit down and figure, and look at other, look at things different. What I could lose, my consequences could be different from everybody, cause it's to each his own.
18: Yeah, I mean, do you feel that in the past you've had an anger problem?
13: <laughs> nah, man, I'm cool.
18: You cool? Yeah, I'm cool. We had a video once of a, of a concert where you kind of like sort of Superman <laughs> into the crowd. At. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, about like two years ago. Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. I mean, was that type of shit kind of happening to you all the time back then? Nah, that was just
13: a misunderstanding, man. You know, that was a bad choice on my behalf. You know what I'm saying? It was just uh, in the moment, in the spirit of the moment thing. You know, but that's old. I ain't did it since. Nah, that ain't ain't a part of my
18: um, everyday or nothing I got going on. It was just a misunderstanding. I could have handled it a better way. The more popular you guys become and the more money you guys make, I mean, you have this thing that happens where you got more to lose, and other motherfuckers got more to gain by trying to test you. Right.
13: That's why I just got to stay out of the way. Try to prevent myself from being in a situation like that. Move like the president.
0: What up, Anchor? What up, Anchor listeners? What up, Anchor FM? Follow me on Facebook. That is Dre Wise. Count keyword. Follow me on Instagram. That is ReaperWise. Wise. Follow me on Twitter that is Wise. follow me on YouTube, my YouTube channel, where I demonstrate exercise, exercise, pumping up, pumping up, pumping iron, and demonstrate a character, right along with that, the angel
11: of death, the Grim Reaper.
0: So brought to you by me, DrakeWise, 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 three times, Count you
18: You made a comment that this last jail stint that you did, you compared it to a slave warehouse. Yeah, that's what a jail is. It's a slave warehouse. Okay, explain that.
26: It's a warehouse for slaves. It's exactly what it is. Most of the people that are inmates down there brought it on themselves. Ninety-seven and a half percent of the people in American penitentiaries pled guilty and 85 percent confessed less than 3% of those who are in the jails got found guilty at trial so most of what's down there is just cannibalistic behavior behavior by people who have inefficient or training lack of training no education no goals no upbringing no home training and it's a function of the system now to get rid of surplus labor labor is a commodity like wheat corn cotton rye beef pork poultry and when you get a you get a glut the prices drop they don't want a Timothy McVeigh to come up again and blow up another Oklahoma City courthouse so they do three things to control the commodity glut one you cut back production two subsidize the would be producer and three you store the surplus In this case, the surplus is in a jail cell instead of a grain silo. The subsidy is the welfare check. And when the kids bang out, drug out, drop out, develop inappropriate attitudes, outlooks, get pregnant too early, too often, and have no education or training, and have nothing that makes them viable for the job market, they soon turn to criminal activity. They get a felony conviction. They can no longer vote, and they are permanently unemployable. So you've taken him out of the job market so Archie Bunker is not going to get too badly upset because he still has some kind of job, no, not the one that he grew up expecting. So it's a vicious cycle and we don't have anything in place in this country to address that. We don't even have any legislation in place in the recent decade to put people back to work after what is in actuality almost a depression so it's getting pretty bad and when the country has a lot of stress as it does now guess who's the first to be scapegoated even if only vicariously right the poor people poor people particularly readily identifiable poor people that's driving that engine uh, that has produced black lives matter You see, there's stress out there, and some of the things we do puts us in a position where we become easy targets for this kind of thing. So when we start thinking black lives matter, we do those things so that all lives matter, and we get in a better position to take care of our own situation. We've got too many situations like Ferguson's where Ferguson, where the old minority is now the majority, but it doesn't realize it, and the old majority doesn't realize it's the minority, and you've got a preponderance of African American people with no African American political involvement, and that's bad. We've got that in Memphis got a situation here where we've got five african-americans running for mayor and one conservative white and it looks like he's going to wind up winning we had a congressional seat that was held by somebody african-american that's the fords harold senior and junior and then when junior ran for u.s senator and resigned we had 14 blacks in the race and one white and he won So we do it to ourselves by some selfish, egotistical things. Too many half-broke African-American politicians trying to get elected to positions they aren't really able to handle and that they're looking at as a source of income supplement which causes them to become ineffective or else they've been involved in petty venality and they get blackmailed and controlled. It's bad. African Americans had a big chance over the last five decades, but I think we've frittered a lot of it away by selecting leadership that is unaggressive, passive, and lacking in cojones.
18: It's a pretty big statement right there.
26: It is, but it's our thing that we're losing. The window of opportunity is swiftly closing. W.E.B. Dubois, 100 years ago, said the problem of the 21st century, well, the 20th century was going to be the color line, and the solution was for the top 10% of the race to bootstrap itself and the rest of the race up. But we had that for a number of years, but now those who would bootstrap become those who are pulling
18: us back down because they've got side deals that are selfish. So you feel that the, 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 the richest 10% of African-Americans have been bought out.
26: It's not rich as 10%. Dubois was
18: talking about
26: the intelligentsia, the intellectual, those who were learned and who understood. Uh, too often what's happened now is they're just about their careers and not about their social and political and cultural
18: obligations, which they don't see as that now. I mean, this is definitely true on the on the hip hop side of things, because this is one of the things that we talked about a lot When you remember the the 90s, you had not only Tupac, but you had a lot of people like Public Enemy and Paris and Poor Righteous Teachers. And there was a, a definite political piece of hip hop, which was the mainstream. Whereas when you look at hip hop today, you don't see very much of that. You see little spatterings here and there, but there's no strong artist who's actually pushing the political agenda in hip-hop at all
26: well no there's not and one of the problems that some of them tell me is that the consumer just doesn't want to buy that kind of thing now even Tupac Biggie Smalls and all of that their political statements were very small and there is a problem with current rap in that it is popular because masculinity has been so downplayed in this country and in the Western world that the male youth look for anything that looks masculine. And you get what looks to be overt masculinity, say, in gangster, hip-hop, rap video, but it's not. It's reflective of, let's take a, a kid with stru, true street cred. He's 17, his mama is 29 or 30, and his grandmother is 43 and in the hot, july situation you find them with booty shorts on and a knit halter and everything hanging out with a 40 ounce in one hand and the smoke in the other and that's their vision of adulthood they get taught from day one that they're supposed to find somebody of the opposite sex to take care of them and exploit and it's y'all man Uh, Like I've got four ladies take good care of me, two got J-O-B, one get a crazy check and the other one get A-F-D-C, they takes care of me. And it's not a masculine orientation about being the protector, the director, the person responsible for order, uh, economy and safety in the community. It's something else. And some women, for example, all not all, but they talk about this sexual fantasy, male dominance that's in rap video where you've got the scantily clad women in the background bouncing around, gyrating sexually. It's not a sexual fantasy because if you look at the mothers, the aunts, the grandmothers, and the girlfriends thereof, they look just like what you see on the video, but that's what the kids are surrounded by, but they just don't look as good. So that's their June Cleaver image rather than their sexual fantasy image, and it also says a whole lot psychologically about what's going on in somebody's head when that's the case. I don't want to get into it now, but it's complex. But this society over the last 45 years has done a lot to devalue masculinity. Now, I saw it happening in the late 60s when the Vietnam War was at its height and people were running around saying, man is the reason we have wars and war is a man thing, so you need to change the way boys are raised to men. Instead of being uptight and under self-control, they need to learn to emote, to shy, to cry out uh to cry to shout to let it all hang out and let their emotions float well we get that but it's not a good result and you can see that in the inner city where order
18: has broken down that's interesting because that was, that's one of the things that we actually talk about on Vlad tv we talk about how there is a feminization of particularly black men that's happening in music right now and yeah it is Look at that, they you got the microphone,
26: example. they look like they're trying to perform falsetto on something. This man, take that microphone out your mouth. It looks strange, boy. Hold that thing off at a distance and act like you're a man instead of you have. No. I mean, it's okay, you know. If you want to be gay, go right ahead. But, I mean, everybody's not gay, so give us a few masculine images. Look at the commercials. Do you see a masculine-looking man on a commercial these days? particularly if they are black. Look at what they've done to action and venture. You see them patting each other on the behinds, kissing each other on the lips. It's like, okay, fine, the gays got their rights to do what they want to do, but let's have some some masculine imagery here. You see, uh, it, it's, it's not there. It's been taken away and uh, When you have a mass media thing, that's what the youth look to to guide themselves. Uh, White kids used to look at John Wayne and Clint Eastwood, and we'd look at our corresponding folk, but nowadays, you know, they're all simpering and walking around, fluttering and everything, and you don't see anything to the contrary. Uh, let's, Let's let the pendulum swing back to being neutral. How about
18: some of each, you know? Well, a few years ago, Kanye West did a concert where he wore a skirt, which kind of like a kilt. And that was that was considered a big deal in the community. But fast forward to 2015, one of the biggest artists out there is Young Thug, who in an interview recently said that 90 percent of his clothing is women's clothing. And he's been known to wear dresses and skirts and, you know, stuff well, this,
26: like that. Why don't they just come on out the closet? It's the 21st century. They ain't going to hurt him. Be honest about it. These women are worried about down-low people right now. They don't want to catch anything. Not saying that there is a, a cornering of the market on catching something that way, but just come on out. What well, Caitlin did it. Yeah.
18: So yeah be real. Most people that come out are celebrated, if you look at it.
26: I know. Now, how about celebrating somebody who did a manly thing, you know?
17: There are a yeah. few.
18: Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. It's, uh, it's, it's a different place. But it's interesting how you said how it was started after the Vietnam War in terms of blaming males for the wars and altering the way that they were raised. You yeah, feel they like had. That's the actual start of it. They had unisex uh,
26: children's clothing, unisex child rearing. No playing with cap guns, water pistols, no cowboys and Indians, no soldier games. Uh, Boys and girls wore the same kind of hair. I remember you could go to a picnic, a business would give, or a church would give, and you could be looking straight ahead, and you could hear kids behind you. You could tell the girls and boys, because the girls screamed, and the boys yelled. Now you go someplace you can't tell, because... Boys and girls are all screaming in a shrill fashion. Boys are pampered. Boys are, we're apex predators. Our job is to be expendable and protect the resources, women and children, but we don't look at
18: it that way now. Do you feel that there is a, a certain fear of masculine black men? Oh, yeah. Yes. So, so they try to, to push a feminine black man so they could deal with him a little easier? The nastiest letter
26: I ever got in my life was November 14, 1998. I had the show, and 23 women, lesbians, that's the way they characterize themselves, said they were offended at having to work with a straight black male when there were so many nice homosexual men to work with they objected to the idea that I had bass in my voice, I was stern, they said it was just unacceptable that I was polite and open doors for the ladies, they thought that was just hideous, so, I mean, I'm not going to stop opening doors, because I'm a man, I'm not going to stop stepping forward, Uh, in response to a woman who's in trouble or in distress that's why I got the five-day sentence down at juvenile court but I'm a man but some people don't like that so what ultimately happened well what happened was they got called in by human uh, resources and they got the opportunity to attend a week's worth of classes in Federal Equal Employment Opportunity Law because they were discriminating against me. And I was the star of the show. But see, if we're going to play this game of equality, it goes both ways. There's fundamental fairness. And, you know, we, we, we've got this thing in America right now. There are five things that are holding us back. Two thousand years ago, Julius Caesar said, give them bread and circuses or feed them and entertain them. And the mob won't care what happens. Well, people look like they're getting fed pretty well. And there are all kinds of entertainments, whether you're looking at Tyler Perry and Housewives and this stuff. Or you're a guy sitting in front of a TV set all day long every day of the weekend watching NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball or something, and you aren't privy to what's going on around you. Then you've got what Hitler said, Goebbels actually, is propaganda minister, and that was tell a lie long enough and loud enough and you can get anybody to believe it. And then Lincoln came in there with a truth, and it was you can... Mm, fool most of the people most of the time some of the people some of the time but you can't fool all the people all of the time and we have to rely on his caveat the last part of it and then Machiavelli spoke another truth about 500 years ago he said old prince you can vest the worst oppressions upon your subjects and they will tolerate it readily, if you give them a chance, however slight, of becoming part of the oppressing classes. So you see people with four teeth missing in the front of their mouth and obviously six, seventy-three 73 years old, talking about the evils of creeping socialism and subsidized medicine. You know, they think they're going to become millionaires and win the lottery in the next four months. And then you've got this other thing, the fifth element, that comes in where people are encouraged to be irresponsible because it's fun. Everything is supposed to be about fun, enjoyment. Nobody is supposed to be made to feel guilty. Nobody has any obligations except to whatever makes you feel good which is a wrong thing. So those five elements have crept in and they have disrupted this society, which is no longer one driven by principle, obligation, honor, uh, accountability, duty, and such like, but just I want to feel good. Even the military is getting it wrong. Be all you can be is not correct. It should be be all you should be. You know, your obligations stand in there. We've gotten away from it. I remember when I was a kid, you'd always hear, act like a man, act like a young lady. You have an obligation. Stand up for what's right. Be counted. And nowadays, you don't hear that at all. You've got this thing right now where parents, teachers, faculty, and the police are supposed to stop bullies, So they want to send eight-year-olds to juvenile courts. And if a child stands up to a bully, everybody gets thrown out. And that's not the way the world was designed to work. Take a look at, if you ever see it again, an old movie, a not-so-old movie, Back to the Future, McFly. Their first go-around, he's a punk, he's bullied by the high school bully, and he's a flunky. Uh, His son goes back in time, coaxes him to stand up, and he knocks his bully out. And when the boy gets back to the present, then guess what? The bully's working for dad, and dad's the boss. Total different guy than the one that never stood up to the bully. So those are the things that, are inconvenient truths about reality we don't like to deal with it of course we have so little man training in our neighborhoods that kids pop caps on each other instead of dealing with the manly art of self-defense and going toe-to-toe and somebody get a behind whipping, but shaking hands and going and moving on you see we're totally out of whack with reality now
18: Were you bothered at all when Tyler Perry started to get the type of push that he got when primarily his main platform is dressing up like a woman? His
26: thing, I just think, is very bad for our community particularly. Uh, but you see, I worked in Hollywood for 15 years, and they have an agenda. My agenda was to push duty, honor, obligation, responsibility, accountability, and suggest to the public that these were important things that we needed to keep in the forefront of our consciousness. They have the thing where just do what you want to do, forget what impact it has on anybody else. So there are occasional movies that are very successful that push the old duty honor obligation what it means to be human tragedy comedy humor drama where the entertainment says something about human nature and then they're the ones that say nothing at all and they're all a twitter because um, somebody had such excellent lighting okay fine a classic example is James Cameroon. Now, he did Titanic, which was at one time the highest-grossing movie of all time. He did Avatar, which became the highest-grossing movie of all time. Interestingly enough, he actually was an oceanographer, and he started documenting what he did, that's how he got into the Hollywood industry. But when he found the Titanic wreck, he was doing that as a cover for the U.S. Navy looking for a Soviet nuclear submarine that had sunk. He has an interesting real-world record, which is he holds the deepest dive Solo of any human being. He went to the Marianas Trench Bottom 36,000 feet down all by himself. See, he's real world. So he's not the most liked person in Hollywood. And I thought it was an injustice to the public when the Academy sat there and did not give the all time movie box office champ avatar best movie of the year and gave it to his ex-wife for that very sorry war movie hurt locker which i'm a war movie fan and i just had to walk out on that thing it was so bad and that's what i did for 15 years is focus on these real world things and they didn't want me doing it and i had no publicity no advertisement In Los Angeles, you couldn't even find me in TV Guide. And the biggest question we got was, when is the show on? Is it still on? Well, it'll be back on, and this time we're going to do a first-class public relations job and advertisement, and the name of the show is True Verdict with Judge Joe Brown. True Verdict. Now, we're going to... Uh, let's put it this way, do what we were doing before, but more so without somebody who's got another agenda trying to hold us back on what we are doing. So we will be pushing it. It'll be a first-class operation, and I think you will enjoy watching the judge again try to make sense out of life for the public. You had uh, Rick James on there. Yes, I did i found it very humorous he was funny can you can you explain the the rick james situation what it was about well here's what happened one of his former band members had borrowed an instrument and uh, had left it carelessly on the back seat of his car the car got broken into the instrument got stolen and the musician was paying rick james back for the loss of the device well what happened is they had a quarrel in a bar rick james testified somebody was squeezing his behind and he thought it was one of the women gathered around him and it turned out to be the musician So he went all off on the musician. The musician said, Rick, it wouldn't be the first time. And Rick said, you know, I stopped that. I don't play that anymore. So it got real funny. (laughs) And I ordered the guy to finish paying off uh, Rick James for his lost instrument. But it got pretty hilarious up in there. So we will be dealing with more adult situations. So. The show's going to... You also had Ike Turner on your show. Yes, twice. Now, I know what they say about Ike Turner being violent to women, but in each instance, here's what the case was about. He and his wife at the time had a foundation, and what they were doing is advancing money to women who were getting brutalized. If they got away from the abusing husband, boyfriend, significant other, whatever it may be, then the money became a gift. If they went back for more, then it became a loan. So in each case, he and his wife had advanced money to women who were getting brutalized. Now, I know what they said in the movie, but that again is some unfair hype toward a guy that people on my generation in L.A. think kindly of. We'd see Ike Turner and one of his boys riding around in a Rolls Royce quite often and He would always stop. We'd be playing basketball or something and be out on the park or playground, and he'd come over, shake hands with everybody, tell us to stay in school, uh, learn as much as you can, stay out of trouble, don't do drugs, and he'd send his boys to go get hamburgers and fries and Cokes. And, uh, you know, he made a difference. I can remember him for a long time, just pulling up randomly and say, son, what are you guys doing? Let me sit down and talk to you. You know who I am? Yeah, we know Mr. Turner. You know, we always respected him. We thought that was a good thing. So there's another side of the story I won't go into, but we had him on there, so we will be doing more of that. Now, another thing back on what's going to happen with this show there is a series now called The Blacklist. Now, in Hollywood, yeah. there actually is a Black's List, and it was started up by this black man about 14, 12, 14 years ago. And what it is is not necessarily a bad thing. All of the studios send in the best scripts they've seen during that year to Black's List. In other words, these are great scripts. And what happens is about 75% of all these scripts get made into actual movies. Now, with one exception, over all the years, every single one of these movies has been a bad flop except one, and that's probably because Will Smith was playing the lead in Hancock, and that one was a hit, and it's their only hit. And I had a bet with some of the executives that I work with Uh, I can pick what's going to be a hit and what's going to be a flop. No, you can't. We can't. What makes you think you can? Well, let's test it out. Well, I won because the ones that did what Shakespeare did, what The Caveman did, what John Wayne did, what a Greco-Roman play did back in antiquity, it showed something about human nature. It was a message in the entertainment instead of something just totally off-brand stupid there's that kind of humor that you got say with jackie gleason and art carney with the honeymooners where yeah it was funny but it said something about life it's still topical today if you look at it and then we got yuck yuck slapstick where all of the boys in the sitcom you know they're incompetent they're cowards they're dorks dumb dorks and they've got a female platonic roommate classmate, sister, aunt, grandmama, or a mama who has to do everything for them because they are incapable. You see, when you get movies like that, nothing happens. They're flops, but if they say something about human nature, then they come into being hits. So we are going to, with true verdict, focus on those things that are important as messages to get out. Uh, if you noticed and you watched my show over a decade and a half you will have seen that I always tried to relate what was in front of me to the situation that a lot of the viewing audience had it was something that they would want to show their son or their daughter or a colleague or somebody they lived next door to because it said something about humanity it Told people something they needed to know that in this day and time they don't. I always thought it was ridiculous to be 35 to 40 and you've never looked at a lease in your life and you're living in an apartment. You know, like read it. These these things are not new. They've only been the law since Robin Hood was running around in Sherwood Forest. But you know, get the idea. And sometimes it even had a backside that would get funny. I remember I was boogieing down the 101 freeway in L.A., and I got pulled over by this highway patrolman. I said, oh, man, I hope he doesn't bust me for speeding. And he said, Are you judge Joe Brown? I said, yeah. He said, thank you. You, one of my neighbors sued another one of my neighbors, and you really reamed him out. I said, oh, Okay. Thank you. And they shook my hands and I gave them autographs, not on a ticket book or anything, but I gave them autographs. They did some selfies. I got about 10 miles down the road. I got pulled over again. Trooper Gonzalez said that uh, you were coming down here in your yellow Porsche. He said, I want to thank you for, you know, trying to straighten up our neighborhood. And I got another one about five miles after that so i mean it it has a snowball effect it's positive people come up and say i really am glad that you said what you said and my audience was working they went to school they weren't home every day they would catch me maybe in the break room on a job or student lounge at school or maybe they
18: When you were around 19 years old, Martin Luther King got assassinated. No, I was older than that. I was a senior in college. Okay, so you are about 22 or so? I was 21. 21. Okay, so you clearly remember as an adult the impact of that situation.
26: Well, for me, that was a small impact. I wound up being the last judge hearing the James Earl Ray matter, Did he, in fact, assassinate Dr. Martin Luther King? And had he not died and his local attorney not died in close succession, it would have been my finding that he was not the gunman. That Remington 760 Game Master they've got in the Civil Rights Museum is not the murder weapon. It's not even close. And it was a two-man hit team that killed him from the fire station dormitory. It wasn't the flop house, and it wasn't in those bushes. So yeah, I got into the deep details of Dr. King, and that three or four year period that case was kicking around in front of me.
18: So you're saying that the the James Earl Ray did not kill Martin King? No, Luchy he didn't yeah. Even, and so even though most people, him. well, he was convicted he didn't kill for it, right? Him. He didn't kill him.
26: Uh, It's interesting, the homicide file for the Memphis Police Department reaches the same conclusion back in 1968. Uh, They entered their file in protest to the DA's office. Their conclusion was Ray is not the gunman. He was not even in Memphis that day. We
18: know conclusively where he was. So why do you think he got convicted for the murder? Well, he didn't get convicted.
26: He pled guilty. You have to understand, though, the news media puts it out as he was the self-confessed killer of King. That's not true. All through the transcripts, the entirety of the record, he never confessed. And often he said, I never said I killed King. I didn't kill him. I'm pleading because of Alford. That's A-L-F-O-R-D. It's a moderately old U.S. Supreme Court case, and it says, even if you are not actually guilty and you are pristinely innocent, you may plead guilty to the charge if you think that doing so is in your best interest under all of the circumstances as you know them to be, and you're doing so freely, voluntarily, understandingly, knowingly, advisedly, and intelligently. So, Ray had gone through all of these and had lost, but there was something that came up. Modern scientific methodology took away one further necessary element. All of these things had to be there, and the state had to have a reasonable factual basis upon which to proceed otherwise. The thing the state relied upon was the rifle, but modern scientific methodology excluded that rifle from being the murder weapon. The bullet they pull out of King's body has a rate of rifling twist of one turn in every 11 and a quarter inches. The rifle that Ray had had a rate of rifling twist of one turn in every 10 inches and a bad manufacturing defect that is not apparent on the death slug. He was shot with an XM 21. It's a 7.62 by 51 millimeter NATO caliber weapon with a special stainless steel barrel, a 3 to 9 telescopic sight modified by a company known as Leatherwood. It was a Redfield sight, and they used special subsonic ammunition with a suppressor on the end to reduce the velocity of the bullet to below supersonic to confuse the sound signature. The shot came from the dormitory in the fire station through a window that had been slightly parted. They were several feet inside. It was a two-man team, a spotter and a shooter. That's what he got killed by. Uh, If you shoot somebody at that closer range, which was about 50, 60 yards, with a 30 caliber rifle anywhere in the torso, if the individual is standing next to an emergency room, it's a non-survivable wound. But what they did is they took a head shot they almost missed because the bullet was reduced in velocity. It hit King on the right cheek, took out some molars, wrecked his tongue, came out between his jaws, left the body, hit his clavicle, ricocheted under the skin that covered the clavicle, nicked his carotid artery, went over his right shoulder, down across the back, and lodged between the left scapula and his back skin. And the bullet never penetrated his thorax. Now, that sounds a little weird, but it's not uncommon. So he bled out from the nicked carotid artery, and they almost missed the shot. And
18: Ray was nowhere around. So had he lived, you would have actually found James Earl Ray not guilty and released him from prison?
26: Well, he would have been close. He had another involvement in this whole thing, and that was that he was a willing part of what amounted to a conspiracy. He was one of about four or five alternative scapegoats. And they picked him for a number of reasons. I did talk to a Captain Tommy Smith, who retired as head of homicide for the Memphis Police Department, who was the first detective on the scene. He said the shot couldn't have been from the flop house because there was a window that he was supposed to fired the shot out of. And who told me that I never found out. He said, but there was a limb about this thick Growing diagonally through the window and you couldn't even see the Lorraine Motel from that location. He said, I came back with crime scene in about an hour and the whole tree had been cut down and I found out there was a cut down order sent out to the sanitation department early that day but they were on strike so they weren't going to cut it down. So, you know... It gets back to the show. We're going to start bringing some reality back to television that's not the kind of dysfunctional reality that's so popular these days. We're going to start. You should have gotten this in the fourth, fifth, or sixth grade. You didn't. I know you didn't, but here's what the rule is, and let's see if you can become good Americans because of it. Be brave, be honorable, be forthright, stand up, be counted. See, I always said something bad about this so-called international war on terror. This is just an interesting thing that I did. I said, we live in the land of the free and the home of the brave. What are we supposed to be so terrified for? Hundreds of of thousands of Americans have been injured or died trying to secure freedom and liberty. So we're going to give it up because we got slightly scared. Be brave. Stand up. They were on vacation. I can remember one time um, a friend of mine who's with this show, Cliff Stewart, And I were going through LAX, LA International, and we got to the counter and there was nobody there. And I said, I wonder where everybody is. Well, the one guy that was there started laughing and said, Judge, they're all in the back in the break room watching you. They'll be out here in five minutes. And then TSA acted like they went crazy when all these people came out and wanted to come from behind the counter and take pictures. You see, the public wants somebody to give them some word up on what's right and wrong. I've been to high schools, and teenagers tell me, Judge, we know that we push the envelope and we do things that we shouldn't do, but we love your show because you tell us what we need to hear that everybody else is afraid to tell us because they don't want to keep us from being their friend. We need them to raise us more than we need them to be our friends. Wait until we get grown, you see. So there is a need for there to be a voice of reason, of right, wrong, ethics, morality, principle, and the rules. You see, that doesn't come to you anywhere on TV. So I tried to be the one that was giving it to you, and I'm going to do it again.
0: what up anchor what up anchor listeners what up anchor fm follow me on facebook that is Wise calculator follow me on instagram that is reaper wise follow me on twitter reaper wise and also subscribe to my youtube channel where i demonstrate being the angel of death the grim reaper subscribe to that channel youtube reaper wise reaper wise all this is brought to you by me, Dre-wise, 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 Now, my whole outlook on this, my thoughts on this, my opinion on this. Now, R. Kelly, number one R. Kelly. Now, I am NOT I don't go along the program. I don't go along the whole not seeing that, you know, when it comes to us black folks, we don't see. When when we see each other on television, we don't want to believe it. We think, like, okay, uh, the brother, the hen dude, they, they lying. They lying. Now, this is me as a black guy. I'm cut from a different cloth, okay? Now, starting with R. Kelly. Robert Kelly. He made and he sold a lot of records. Like one single he made, I Believe I Can Fly. Okay? It was a hit. Hmm. Then he elevated on key, Keys to My Mission, Feeling on Your Booty. All the songs are Kelly made. Okay? But the problem is that, you know, when my, my folks, my people, black folks don't want to see, don't want to accept, just like Bill Cosby, don't want to accept. He did. No shorts, no he did it, he did it, he did it, us, he did it, I mean, now our Kelly he, well, he, he, he was on the road, I don't see nothing wrong with a little bump and grind, well to some sense by a, a man and a woman, ain't nothing wrong with a little bump and grind. And uh, when it comes to a man and a woman, and you say this on both ends, man and a woman, you say this, my mind's telling me no, but my body, my body is telling me yes. to some sense like, your mind's telling you no, not to go over to that other sister's house and you got somebody already at the house, brother. Your mind's telling you no sister, don't go over there and mess around with that brother, You already got somebody but your body is saying yes now r kelly we well you know i'm gonna start this off you know we all know of aaliyah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we all know of aaliyah now aaliyah was a young girl young girl 14, 15 years, 15 years old when she got into the industry of music. So she, you know, the, the story they bring it forth more and more about the story of uh R. Kelly got with young girl gal, gal, Ali. At the age of 14, 15 years old, he married a young girl. So they was talking saying, R. Kelly. Paid the mama off and start dealing with the mama just to have that prize of that young tenderoni, um, Aaliyah. Now, this is my thing. I think he did, and I believe he did, because this, all these women, is saying the exact same thing. All these women are saying exact same thing. See, black folks, you need to wake, you need to wake up. Black folks need to wake up fast. Well, if we're not. Because we are broken people But see it's a few of us black folks got some sense It says other other folks Black folks don't got no damn sense But see I I, I don't go I don't go along with the saying Because he black like me uh, He ain't crazy like me It's because I see these folks dancing And hooping and hollering and singing And they black like me That don't mean That don't mean They they don't follow up but see, these celebrities, these black celebrity entertainers, they hide behind their damn money, and like, oh well, I got, a, I got a lot of money now, I can get out of this now. Oh, no, stop it, bro! Oh, no, stop! Man, he did that BS just like Bill Cosby did that BS. Bro. He did that BS. You know, I was on Facebook one one day, and I told this young girl, girl. She said, "I don't believe he did something like that. Ain't lying." I said, sister, you better wake up with the right Folgers in your cup. Cause you drinking on that that stale, you drinking that stale uh, Folgers Maxwell that been sitting in that coffee pot for like days and days and days, affecting your brain. Cause you showing sure getting that hypey hypey mud, collie muscle hypey mud, get you started in the end of day. No, you not. You just you talking crazy, my sister. You talking crazy now. You talking crazy now. So. I said, this man did it. They filmed this man do all that stuff with that young girl. Yeah, that young girl, he pissed on this young girl. He all these young girls said exact same thing they said exact same thing I ain't no fool I don't care I don't care if you black or white On the damn tell that bitch who put in the hollering and singing and, and uh, doing the whole doing a whole break dance and twist I don't give a damn because you because white and black is a freaking screw up to me cause I look at both of the two races as a Mr. but it is some races. this man did it he know he raped them girls he know he uh, abused them girls he know he did all that bids he had Aaliyah all turned out but see Aaliyah one thing ain't gonna talk about Music industry, they ain't gonna talk about the real fact behind the picture of behind the music. You know, they ain't gonna talk to me saying that young girl only did like a stepping stone to get to A to B. Like Thugs Harmony said, there's always something you gotta give up to get everything you want. Cause she gotta give up that behind. When it came to Jay-Z, when it came to uh Damon Dash, when it came, came to even Tim Lin too, even it came to the Bachelor Gene, want too? It gotta all the stuff so you gotta give up to get everything you want in life. I understand Brother Malcolm X said he was like, uh 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 enemies necessary. Shoot. You wanna be a rapper? And Twister talking about saying, I make a celebrity overnight, you gotta question about the couch. You got a question about the couch. Miss Melissa Ford, you gotta got question that, he's going about the couch. Anyway, R. Kelly did that bitch, he goes straight to jail. You got to entertain them brothers by saying, I believe I can fly out of here.
21: Bruh, let tell you something. It's called reproducing. Next, we have, uh, let's see.
0: We have Jarrell, sat at from Dipset. Now, this whole thing, you know, Jerel Santana. Jerel Santana. he up been rapping with Cameron and, and, uh, and Jim Jones. Uh, he ain't that Jim Jones gangster, Jim Jones. He's a rapper that's gonna take a name and say, I'm Jim Jones the rapper. Let we'll me down here and my snack for a minute. Hold up, hold up. Let me tell you something. Yeah, his baby mama, my wife. You know nowadays, ain't anybody getting married around here? Anybody getting, getting married around him now? Ain't nobody getting married around him now. Ain't nobody getting married around him. Now his baby mama. Go post. Go post a picture on social media. That drill, sent "Tell got some brother that's arm around him in, in a pin." It's my pin. Now I've been to the county jail a few times. Now, long story short, I know enough, because the county jail, the Orient House, and prison, all the same. They call that fresh water. They call that fresh booty. Now, Drell Santana got some man put his arm around him Now that may be harmless at all But I don't know about that bro. I don't know about that sir. Because with two brothers sitting on the bed together On, on, that, on that bunk Something going
21: on
0: I Understand what that brother said uh, Booed up I understand what he said Booed up Nah bro. Nah bro. Uh-uh. Something going on So the thing is she probably post that picture because he was doing BS on that show called What? A letter What? Hip hop. So try to do some BS. Who knows? Well that's a message. That's a message because of prison. You gotta get you gotta, you gotta get protected. You gotta be in the route to get protected. You know? See that picture made the whole lot see brothers that been in the PN, you know you know for a fact. Brothers that been in the county jail, you know for a fact. Brothers that been in the Orion <laughs> house, you know for a fact. <laughs> You know for a fact now around here. Now. You know for a fact what that represents, with that symbol. Some man in and in, in that prison cell, someone talk about he won't boot it. Mean boot it. He said I won't boot it. Is that mean boot it? Uh, you know, I know that symbol. I know that symbol. is, I know what that symbol is. And when I was in the college jail a few times, ain't no nigga never, uh, assuming, ain't no nigga never tried me because let me tell you something, they tried it. I said, "Sir, nigga, you know what he is." And guess what? I'm going by that movie called and a song called by Tupac and Crazy Bone and that movie called, Saying Untouchable, Untouchable. But anyways, everybody knows what that symbol means. You been to jail, you know what that means. Around here now. Now Offset, now Offset, He part of that group called, what, Amigos, Young Boys, from Atlanta, from Atlanta, the Southern state now, Big Mama, in there, Madea, you know, all, all that Southern state, you know, Mississippi, Birmingham, Alabama, uh, uh, Louisiana, uh, Texas, uh, Nashville, South Carolina, North Carolina, all that South, Florida, Miami, all the South. Now, <clears> Offset. <throat> now I'm older than him. I could be his big brother. Now, to me, when well, he talking about his rap, him and his, his little little homies, what y'all talk about is garbage to me. I'll be honest. You ain't talking about nothing else but drugs, guns, calling women a bitch, taking rent money, all that BS. But see reason why music, rap is successful now because don't no one want to hear all that uh, political common sense. You want to hear more of that trash, BS. So that's why the education of these kids not trying to get their education, but they want to drop out and be a high statistic in prison systems like black boys are. So said, you know, he already got a record. He already got a record, a record. Like brother Malcolm X said, American Negro, American Negro, you ain't no black man if you ain't got no uh. Like, what well, well, uh uh Malcolm X said, he said every black man got a damn record. <laughs> well damn, I got I got a record called Mister Meter, but you can't, ain't nobody can see it because it been uh let's see, it been it been a sponge. <laughs> I got a record, I got Mister Meter record. <laughs> but anyways, Offset offset. He got a record. Now majority of dudes that in the music or rap, they got a wreck they got a record. And they don't got their college education. They don't got their high school diploma. They sell drugs to get where they at. Now look at offset. Offset. That he married Carly B. Now it's a situation. Excuse me. It's a situation. Now that 69 in front of his lips. Mean snitching. Eventually, gonna get stitches. Now, excuse me, I'm eating my snacks of cookies. Now, 6 9 is running his lips and snitching on Carly B and Jim Jones. And now, the track of the real life track Clinton bringing forth called Two Chains The Fans Watching. So, this BS, the offset. He got a record that, uh, let's see anchor. He got a record, anchor. He got a record. So within that, he been stopped. Because we all know, when you drive around and tinted windows, and tinted windows, you up, to, you up to no good. You don't want nobody to see what the hell you doing. So you got stopped stop because it's in the windows. And guess what? The say, oh, you having a gun. You're a felon. Oh, you got a gun. Drugs? about the cars right now and he need a little 10 foil, paddy wagon so he had to spend him and his homies doing something after a concert of B's now the education with big mama and grandma and grandpa in the, so- in the south they did not finish their education they didn't even leave or even finish the elementary elementary uh, class. nope so these dudes went to jail, three of them Now he had to stay, officer had to stay For like eight months And they was going to hit him with like, what, 12 years But the lawyer, his lawyer, and the prosecutor Whoever said, they said this uh, How do you feel, Justice been served? Prosecutor of that said, no it has not Which I believe it has not His lawyer said, yes it has why he said it? Because it's money involved. It so, reason why I say it is that justice have not been served. You know, I'm not hating on the brother, but I don't like the fact of what he putting out of his music, of basically taking and poisoning the kids. What you're saying of your lyrics, so you don't give a damn. Cause it's about money. Let's see. Rappers are only like, to me, rappers, if you know nothing about music, rappers are basically any singer or rapper, you're just a prostitute. That someone dress you up to look good. Within this type of prostitution, you gotta pay them back. It's only a business, they don't care nothing about you at all. So, he been fouled with a gun. And he had drugs on, you say he wasn't his. Lie. I'm not hanging on it brother. I'm speaking the truth, truth, excuse me, the truth of the fact of the matter is BS. Because money talks, BS walks. Now understand this. He has served eight months in the holding of this incarceration called the county jail sheriff's office. It was going to hit him with 12 years. So he fight like hell. But in that fight, you already won because he got money. And money talks. So the judge gave him a uh, last chance to straighten up as a young black man, because African American male children, African pe- African black men, black men lead number one in, in incarceration, in incarceration, prison population, business already. He said, "All right, now I let Little Wayne and uh, I put Little Wayne in here, and he he basically got uh, he was in protective custody. You." You and Tupac was in, in general population. Now, you got money. I'm gonna cut you some black. I'm gonna see how you do. I'll uh, be on papers of uh, probation for five years. Now, a lot of dudes that go to county jail or come out of prison or whatever, will go, whatever, just be let go out of this incarceration of prison business. A lot of dudes, I'm telling you. When I was in college jail, a lot of dudes was crying, complaining, saying I ain't going to do it, I ain't going to do it, I don't want to do no papers, I'm going to do whatever, whatever I want to do. Why? Because you don't want to follow instructions, you don't want to follow directions. So he got hit with uh, five years of probation. And he looked good saying, I'm going to change my ways, guide my life and all that BS. Hold on. But temptation is on the road. That your wife, Carly B should know. But who cares? It's all about money in the first place. Now, they give him they gave him offset five years of probation. Okay? To see how he will behave on good tasks. Because look at the prison population of the male pod and the female pod, that is nothing but people that do not follow directions or instructions. Just like in school. If the teacher tells you stop talking, ask the child. And you keep on You fail of following directions and instructions So these are grown children That do not know how to behave And stay on task That's why you keep coming back, back, forth and forth Now, offset You got the money Money talks That's how you got off You know Money talks B.S. walks So All this music stuff of rap Is only a Business that the world don't fully understand at all. It's just a business. Business. Not no love, just business. It's like the dope game. You know, love, no friends, business. So, my thought on this, I'm like, this is about to be it. Now I got some sense now. Because I used to be a rapper. And now I'm rapping a different tune, of a different lyric, different flavor in here ear. this commentary of commentary around him, of some facts. The truth that you don't like and that you hate. Anyways, Judge Brown. judge Brown was on Tommy Tommy Salamayor. And O' Brown was saying that it is a plot to destroy African American children. Males. But O' Brown was saying which is true, I gotta explain what he was saying that prison uh, is a slave warehouse, which is true. Why? Because the prisoners in jail and in, in incarceration are not educated, like the Negroes on the plantation was not educated at all. So this is a slave warehouse. So what Judge O'Brien was saying, which is true, that more and more women are having children, not by the exact same man, by always by different men and raising these kids by themselves you don't want to hear that truth so within that these boys will grow up to be more to be more cultivated, be more domestic because they no father of the bull in the house to teach the boy like King Neolitus King Neolitus taught his son to go out the kingdom of his household and come back in three days with some wolf's pain so nowadays, these boys are being soft. These boys are being punks today, because there's no man in the house. He come for one good thing, and that's it. Go back home where he came from. See, this is ho- this whole entire system of things, His world is very messed up. So what Judge O'Brien was saying it's a inside, like Brother Malcolm X said, when the chicken when the chickens come home to roost. So, what he was saying about Martin Luther King being assassinated, BS, because of hate, because with John F. Kennedy, JFK, D because of hate of the time of the Civil Rights Movement. Now, Donald Trump is on his way out as the president, and now the news is now saying that President Obama is going to step in as the president, as temporary, as temporary president, temporary president to clear up the mess <laughs> so they gonna do an evaluation on Donald Trump of seeing if he is uh, healthy in the mind or he's just sick of dementia or some type of illness <clears throat> so JoJo Brown was also saying that Young Thug might as well just come out and say i have come out the closet because he, th- Young Thug said 90% of his clothing line is women women clothing you are gay sir you are gay young thug You are gay young thug You're gay Let's Come on out Cause everybody come out The whole coming out Like that damn song I'm coming out I want the world To know Gotta let it show That I'm a rainbow I'm gay It's, 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 it's the era of gay gay stuff now Be honest You're coming out the cloth Now Judge Jean Brown was also saying About the political rappers Of Tupac Shakur, And Jay Z Jay Z Jay Z is not repeat Yeah yeah Nas yeah Biggie, yeah, but Tupac is, you know, political as a rapper Because he spoke about, of the community, of the black community Also about the injustice towards everybody So we also, mainly Tupac delivered a message in his his rap Talking, uh, let's see, talking of poetry Directing his message towards black women So, their rap today is BS Rap today is is BS, It's, it's garbage, it's getting garbage because it's only in a genre to entertain people that's a bunch of flunkies. Be honest. Rap is only in a genre of music, not to educate you, but it's only to educate you, amuse you when you drop out of high school to sell drugs, to get uh, to see, get into gangs, sell dope and BS. And they know it. It's all about money and they don't care. So Judge jo Joe Brown was saying all the stuff that goes on in prison population in prison that you're being turned out. And turn out, and all these dudes, these rappers, are basically soft. And what the brother said that you know these rappers may play hard, may play tough, may play gangster, whatever BS, but they be they be soft, man. They be studio gangsters, soft. They, they just put on that persona. You know what I'm saying? So with drill J- 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 Santana, you got you got this man, some man got his arm around him. Whoa, that's a symbol of some bro. Every brother that brother I know that been to be know what that means. But you got it. That's the truth Don't you hide So Me, my outlook on this That it's always something That wants to come in To be an agent to control This is what the system of things is This is what the matrix of the government is Control Change everything Change everything around America is allowing everything to get on America is not a continent of raising children properly with an iron rod of a fist No what I mean by the irony of this America not raising the children with education of firmness because America is nothing but a business of a continent, that's it only strong and be all you be all you can be in the military but in some sense of the community and society, you're not doing this in America on this land, you should be or you should be like Judge Joe Brown say. like I am I can be all I can be for myself, but I'm being what I should be, while all I should be on the path for the right direction. Yep. So, Dre Wise, my name. Drey Wise Calcul. Dre, Wise, my name. Drey Wise Dre, Dre, Follow me on uh, social media platform Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Facebook. Reaper Wise, Instagram, Reaper Wise, Twitter, Reaper Wise, YouTube, Reaper Wise, and I am out. Thank you for listening. Until next time, here on Anchor FM, Anchor FM, Dre Wise, Dre Wise, Wise, What up Anchor? What up Anchor listeners? What up Anchor FM? Follow me on Facebook, that is Drewise Follow me on Instagram, that is Reaperwise. Follow me on Twitter, that is Reaperwise. Follow me on YouTube, my YouTube channel. Where I demonstrate exercise, exercise pumping up, pumping up, pumping iron. And demonstrate a character right along with that, the angel of death, the Grim Reaper. So. Brought to you by me, Dre Wild. Dre Wild. Dre Wild. Dre Wild. Three times. How Keeper.